0: Hey, this is Chris the Chippa Chipman, one of your co-hosts of the Fighting Films Podcast. Just popping in here to remind you that wherever you listen to our show, liking, reviewing, sharing, um, just doing anything to share it with the community, with people on Twitter, on Facebook, um, just any of that um, really helps us out. It helps add us to the algorithm and it helps the almighty dark space that is the internet uh see our podcast a little bit more and hopefully someone new will find it so if you're looking for a way to help us out that's the easiest way you can so get over like and review it on whatever podcast hosting channel you listen to us on have a good one
1: The Fighting Films Podcast discusses films ranging from G to NC-17 rated. The three hosts discussing these films are adults who will not hold back from using bad and or explicit language at times. With that in mind, this show is not censored, so please listen at your own fucking risk. Uh, Also, a few additional claimers for this episode... Um, there is a small use of the R word, which nowadays here in 2021 is even worse than fuck. So if you're still using it, just fucking stop. It's not okay. Um, there are some stunts that shouldn't be performed without the supervision of professionals in both of our movies. Um, and Michael Richards has a secondary part in Problem Child. We here at the Fighting Films Podcast absolutely do not share his personal beliefs on people of color and believe everyone is equal and should be treated as such. Um, We will probably talk about him here and there, but it's not a huge part, so it's great. Um, And it was way before the incident in question. Not saying that excuses him, but I wanted you to be aware.
0: Welcome to Fighting Films, a podcast where three friends pit two films against one another that are similar to us in some way. Maybe they have very similar plots, maybe they share directors and themes, maybe they are an adaptation of a famous novel, or maybe there is just some personal reason for one or each of us. Either way, the discussion will be fun, so let's get those films fighting. I'm one of your co-hosts, Stefan, the show creator, fun fact generator, and critical aggregate.
1: And I'm Jess, your other co-host, color commentator, conversation wrangler, and social media guru, which means we're on social media. We're on Facebook at Fighting Films Pod. We are on Twitter at Fighting Films Pod or Podcast. Um, we have an Instagram and we have a Gmail in case you want to secretly reach out to us. And we have a Patreon. So, you know, if you like our show, if you want to support us and keep this going. You know, maybe toss us a buck or two. You know, either way, um, we're still doing the damn thing. So, Stefan, what movies are we talking about this week?
0: We're discussing uh, one each of our childhood favorites, Problem Child and Dennis the Menace. They both involved involve a quote-unquote problematic and troublesome children, and they both uh, culminate in a kidnapping. Oh. True, or attempted um, kidnapping. Yeah,
1: they're also both uh, adolescent boys. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have uh, mean girls in them.
0: I had another um, similarity. I wrote down, and I. Oh yeah. See if I can find it here.
1: Um, they also have cranky-ish neighbors. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe weird neighbors, I don't know, not necessarily weird, but
0: slingshots, they both have that.
1: Oh, yep, they both have slingshots, yep, which they are strangely proficient with. like these kids have really good aim.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I never knew anyone who had a slingshot as a kid.
1: Um, I think I tried to make them um, with like a rubber band and like a tree branch. But okay. like my branch was never like strong enough or like mm. the rubber band faltered. Like something would happen. Like it wasn't it wasn't a good slingshot. Mm. <laughs> I tried. I tried. A girl tried.
0: It ended but, up no. backfiring and hitting you in the face. <laughs> uh
1: not quite. It's more like I would I would try to slingshot it and like it would fall out of the you know rubber band or like it would go like three feet or Mm. you know something stupid or like the branch would break or i don't even know Mm. or like there were times where it got like even comical like the branch would bend backwards like
2: uh
1: (laughs) there's no dang good slingshot branches anymore i swear
0: (laughs) you gotta get them like custom made
1: I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Their, their slingshots were pretty nice, though. They had them all taped up and everything. Mm-hmm. Like Those are like some professional specialty slingshots there.
0: Right. So, Jess, uh, tell us about our first movie this week.
1: Alrighty. So, this movie is one of my favorites as a child and probably gets chalked up in that, uh, spot that i should not have watched this as young as i did um and that most most of us shouldn't have (laughs) well i mean like the witches and like there's there's a lot of movies that like i see now and i'm just like what is going on what was my mother thinking Mm -hmm. and like that santa claus movie i i showed you like what what is all this? Mm. It just it's it's wild. So I am talking about Problem Child. It came out in nineteen ninety.
0: It is PG. I like, I like the question. I know. I <laughs> know. And this and this was this was not like pre nineteen eighty three when the PG thirteen rating didn't nope. exist. Keep that in mind.
1: Nope. Um, you know, I, I was watching it and there's no like blood pooling. There's no real curse words, there's no nudity, there's, you know, no over-the-top violence, so I guess it could be PG, but damn PG, like, wow, alright, uh, this, this movie came in at 1 hour and 21 minutes, um, and so, to summarize it, um, as I was saying to Stefan, um, (laughs) The the summary for Problem Child on IMDb is just, a young boy is short of a monster. He is adopted by a loving man and his wacky wife. The laughs keep coming as this boy pushes them to the limits. Um, That doesn't say much about the movie. No. Uh, and then the Wikipedia page is very technical. It just says it's a 1990 American comedy film with the director and the stars. And that's that's not talking much about this film either. Um,
2: no. so
1: this film, which, if you haven't seen it by now, uh, i I feel bad for you, but I also just recently noticed that it has a zero on rotten tomatoes.
0: I wanted to be the one to break that news.
1: <laughs> um, I I literally almost cried when I saw mm-hmm. that. I'm like, are you bloody kidding me? This movie isn't that bad. Um, or maybe I just have a really poor choice of movies. Um, but like, yeah, I I was going through movies this, you know, last week, and I saw that this had a fucking zero. I'm like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: are you kidding me? Um, anyway. This movie is about a kid who gets basically deserted. Well, he gets left on the doorstep of a rich woman by his um, his uh, biological mother. And he does something, and she basically just keeps going. And the opening is this montage of him going from house to house to house to house. And, um... Basically we wind up where this kid is, I don't know, did they say he's 8 in this movie?
0: He is about to turn 8.
1: Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks a little older than 8, but I think that's just the kid, but also yeah. the acting. Um and so, you know, he he is supposedly a bad kid. Um and gets adopted by this very loving man and his wife and, um, I mean, is, is still pulling pranks and doing some bad stuff and then he gets kidnapped and then there's a big climactic ending, the end. That's, uh, that's (laughs) the synopsis for it that I can come up with. Uh, Yeah, not bad. Yeah, so I'm gonna kind of roll through these notes pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so this,
0: Jess, I forgot. So you you saw this when you were, uh, a, like a young kid. You said, right?
1: Um, probably around like seven or eight. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, not long after it came out.
1: Mm, well, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if I saw it when I was seven, that would have been like 1990.
0: Right. So. Right. Cause I, I had, I had never seen this movie until you showed it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I, I will say I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I did like it a little bit more on the rewatch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I, I was really surprised when uh, you were like, oh, I'm just going to watch it now. And I'm like. Okay, you had some defenses up when we watched it the first time. No, you need to rewatch it, give it a fair chance. Like I I watched Dennis the Menace for you. Like <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's do this. Fair. Um So so my first my first note I have on here is do any parents live at these places that he keeps getting left on the doorstep to? Like <laughs> He he's there and then he does something quote unquote wrong and then he gets shipped off by an adult in his basket that he far outgrows. Right. But in the entirety of this montage, there's literally no adult supervision until you get to the trailer park.
0: Mm-hmm. And and that's questionable.
1: Yeah. And that guy was an asshole. He stepped on his toy. Mm-hmm. Like, what is he going to do? So, um, two themes we're going to find throughout this entire movie is uh, most of the adults in this movie are assholes. Yes. Um, <laughs> and a lot of Junior's pranks are retaliatory. mm mm-hmm. uh, It And I actually... um. I'm actually going to do this a little out of turn, Um, but looking at our poll this week, we actually had a tweet from our friends at Geeks with Shields commenting on it. And uh, they said, man, I'm struggling to remember Problem Child. Wasn't he just a dick? And honestly, no. You know, again, a lot of these were retaliatory.
0: And that, and that's the thing. I'm glad you brought this up because this movie to me felt really like one reason I wasn't a fan is because it felt quite mean spirited, and I'm not talking about Junior,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and we'll get into that.
1: Yeah, and uh, Professor Harbinger, Harbinger, please let me know if it's a hard or soft G. Um, you said he was like if the Omen was a comedy. Um. Again, still a little, uh, a little harsh for poor Junior. Um. I, these. Oh my God. So many. So many of these adults are just assholes. Mm-hmm. So much assholery in this movie. Um. So. Um. This movie does star John Ritter, Amy Yazbek. Uh. Michael Oliver plays Junior. Um. Actually. I grew up next to a kid named Michael Oliver, who mm. had brown hair, and you know he was, you know, a little heavier. So that was that was kind of fun. Um, Jack Warden, I think, plays Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Oh, Gilbert Gottfried, Whoa. my bad actor. You may not know the name, you may not know the face, but I know you know that voice. Oh, oh yeah, awkward. you do. <laughs> um probably it's he's oh, I'm going to say he's one of those voices. Mhm. But for the annoying. <laughs> like right. like most of the time when we talk about that voice, like it's like, "Oh yeah, I know that voice." For this, it's like, oh, my God, that voice.
2: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> and, I mean, he made his money on being annoying, which, mm. you know, as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, there's Gilbert. There's Gottfried. And dude has a very long bio on here. Um, he's He has been in so much.
2: Like, mm-hmm.
1: um, his... He, <laughs> He was on an episode of The Cosby Show, um, Yay and Barth. Um, but then <laughs> his kind of big break was Sidney Bernstein in Beverly Hills Cop Two. Um, so like 1987, like he's he's going. Um, he was in Hot to Trot. I don't know if you ever saw that. It was another I favorite of mine. did kid. not. Uh, he was in *Look Who's Talking 2*, *Problem Child 2*. Um, oh, he was on *Night Court* for a while. Um, and I'm just, I'm just jumping along. He was, oh, oh, here you. This is who you will know him from. The animated version of Aladdin. He was mm-hmm. Iago. The Iago. Bird. <laughs> so yeah, that annoying voice. Is Gilbert Gottfried, and if you don't know the name, I guarantee you know the voice. Um, mm-hmm. But he he has been in a number of things. Uh, like even he, he he was even on Ren and Stimpy as Jerry the Belly Button Elf, like one episode. But still. I think I
0: remember that. I think I remember yeah. that actually. <laughs> yeah.
1: and he had uh he was Gus Baker on an episode of Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. Like he was on Bobby's World. He was. Oh, gosh. He was in Saved by the Bell Wedding in Las Vegas, which we've talked about on this show before. Yeah. Um, he was in Silk Stockings. He was in Problem Child, the TV series, as a voice. Um, just just a whole lot of stuff. Uh, he was in an episode of one of Stefan's favorites, Married with Children.
0: I um, love, and I love that. It was, it was a two-parter <laughs> where... Um, uh, it was a two-parter where our main characters, they go on a cruise, and it sinks, and they're stuck in a lifeboat with him.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, he was in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark?
0: I remember he, that episode.
1: I, I don't think I've gotten there yet with Madonna, it's, but we're, it's the, we're slowly it's like, making pro- progress.
0: It's like the the fifth season.
1: Mm, yeah, oh. we're definitely not there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he was on Wings for a while. He he's just been in a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is the oh, he was on the Weird Al show for a while. Um, so I implore you, if you've got, I'm gonna say like ten minutes for this, because you're gonna be reminiscing on this entire mm-hmm. list. This list oh, has a hundred and seventy nine credits. Fuck. Damn.
0: This well. guy's
1: doing the damn thing he's got mm-hmm. his hustle on he's making his annoying ass voice work for him like <laughs> it works i wish mine would do that but no um <laughs> you definitely know the voice check him check out his uh his filmography on imdb mm-hmm. you won't regret it it's it's
2: lots
0: of fun I also, uh, he has a really good podcast from what I've heard. It's a really good, it's called Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. Uh, it features weekly episodes, uh, discussions of classic movies, and celebrity interviews, most often with veteran actors, comedians, musicians, and comedy writers.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. Um, sorry, getting back to my notes here. So, you know, we meet um John Ritter, who is little Ben Healy, and his wife Flo.
0: Boo. Uh Flo.
1: I'm sorry, but who named this woman? Flo? That no.
0: Well, no, just short stop. for Florence, but I yeah. No, I, don't I, like that I name understand.
1: Either. But no, Flo is something that happens once a month as a woman. <laughs> like, no. Just just no. Like the name Florence, lovely Flo. No, mm-hmm. so um, did you want to talk about Flo at all, Stefan?
0: Um. Well, she she was originally my dad my dad actress, but uh, oh. I I, su- I switched it. But we we can oh. we can touch on. Uh, okay,
1: I guess I didn't get that memo.
0: That's okay. Um,
1: or got confused. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say, it's really weird to watch her in this role and how her interact with John Ritter, knowing that in real life, the two of them would eventually marry. Yep. About uh, in 99, they, I I don't know if they met on the set of this movie or if they knew each other beforehand, but yeah, they would eventually marry. And she would, um, she returns in Problem Child 2, but as a totally different character. Yes. Yeah. Actually so, an actual a pleasant person in that one.
1: So funny thing, a little fun fact I read about while um while I was perusing the IMDB page. Um when she was it he or she uh he oh it's John Ritter is reading all these self help books and he's got the author on the back cover, which mm-hmm. as you do um but I guess each of the pictures was John Ritter dressed up differently.
0: Oh <laughs> that's nice.
1: Yeah, so a little fun fact there. Um obviously he's got a type and is attracted to Amy Yazbek and Amy Yazbek alone. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are introduced to um uh little Ben Healy and Flo. At this, uh, this fertility doctor. And they're talking about names. And um, they're talking about Henry as a potential name. Little Ben wants Henry. Which, that's a great name. I almost named my own son Henry. Like My nephew I'm, is named Henry. Yep, there are far too many Henrys mm. out there now. But yes, Henry's a great name. And Flo wants Donald. Um, I'm sorry, but no. No, that's just, even that's,
0: before our forty fifth president. Uh, no, yeah.
1: I wasn't even gonna gonna go there. Donald is a duck in a cartoon
0: mm-hmm. with
1: no pants. Like seriously, stop using the name Donald. It's not cute. It's not hot. It's not anything. Like it, Don, Donnie, Donald. No, seriously, just nix the name and move on. Just stop.
0: Full stop. I knew I knew me. someone named uh, Donnie. He was the oh, DJ, yeah. at, DJ at the nightclub that I worked at. I mean, he had a longtime boyfriend, so you know.
1: Well, that's, that's great, and I mean, yeah. it's out there, and I'm not saying Donald is a reflection of their character. Right. You know, I I went to school with a Donnie, Donald, whatever. Um, it just it it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's had its time. It can go. Um. Uh yeah, and so it just like even even understanding the differences of these two right off the bat in wanting Henry versus Donald. Um just just even thinking about the names for me, like Henry's kind of like a warm hug. And again, Donald is a cartoon duck with no pants. <laughs> it like just 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 even hearing the name just sounds obnoxious. And you don't know No offense, no disrespect to the Donalds out there, but please don't pass it on. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) moving forward from that, um, we find Junior has wound up from all of these lovely homes with no parental guidance um, at a nunnery, an orphanage um, run by nuns. Mm-hmm. And they hate him. Yes. Like, like they don't really talk about the stuff he's done. And like the kids are the kids are okay with him, but the nuns like hate him. Again, mm-hmm. most of the adults in this movie are assholes. Even the nuns. Um and so, you know, uh, Junior doesn't like the food, you know, as kids do. Mm-hmm. And uh and he he gets this loaf of something for dinner as everyone gets and I, I
0: is, have a story about that in a sec just but keep going
1: <laughs> okay um and he you know is flinging it around as kids do and especially and this is something I brought up uh, a little later but this kid has had no guidance in his life Mm -hmm. only discipline literally there's nobody along his entire upbringing that has shown him how to act and how you should be and you know things like that but everybody's quick to jump on him once he does something wrong so it's like Where's, right. where's really the problem here? Like, is, is he really a problem child if nobody's teaching him the right way? Really?
0: Hence, hence why I think uh, we should pitch this as an episode for a uh, villain was right.
1: I we, agree. Hey, yeah. Dragon Rebecca, we love you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great podcast. If you're, if you haven't listened to it.
1: <laughs> yes. I love it so much. I bought a t-shirt like I- I'm all about it. It is one of my favorites. It is so funny.
0: Mm-hmm. Um.
1: So you had a story about a loaf.
0: Oh, I was just saying it reminded me. So when I was in when Kyle and I were in Boy Scouts, a lot of the guys in our troop went to uh, uh, some uh, Catholic schools And where there were there were nuns that were taught. And I heard a story about like how one of them at the at like the nunnery that she used to work at, at the end of the the week, they would make a stew out of like a stew or a loaf out of like all of the leftovers. Yeah. That they had that week. I guess they do that in prison too or something like that. And just it made me think of that. I'm just like, ugh.
1: Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've there's rumor of some restaurants using hamburger from the day before, refrigerated of course,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, for like the next day's chili, which,
2: mm. you know, not
1: that bad if it's been no. refrigerated. Like yeah. it's sitting out overnight and there are flies all over it, ew. But um, yeah, you know, not not that bad. And it's, you know, to cut down on costs. I mm-hmm. get it. It still sounds disgusting, but I get it. Um, And so Junior gets in trouble, gets pulled up to the sleeping room, I guess. It's a big room with a bunch of beds. The
0: the dormitory, I guess. I
1: I think that's a really nice name for it, (laughs) because... That yeah. is a lot of beds in one room. True. Um, <laughs> but he, you know, he gets stuck in this room. He's supposed to be mopping and cleaning. And this other kid is going off with this suitcase. And he's like, oh, didn't you hear? I got adopted. <laughs> and uh, so as soon as this nun and this adopted kid are out of the way,
2: <laughs>
1: he throws the mop and turns on the TV. Because, of course, he's a right. kid. Like that's that's what any kid is gonna do. Um and there's this is where he first hears about uh the bowtie killer who is Michael Richards part.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and that was supposed to be played by Christopher Lloyd. We'll check off on that for later.
1: Yeah, I actually I actually saw a few names uh on the list for that. But yeah, Christopher mm-hmm. Lloyd, which would have been um another similarity between yeah. the movies. Um but I it's so funny with kids selective hearing um he he's missing all these parts about all these people he's murdered and all of the wrong shit he's done and he's just like hey this guy's all over TV look everybody wants to take his picture I like his bow tie I'm gonna wear one and mm-hmm. so he he grabs a doll and just puts on the bow tie and so now he's you know now this you know serial killer is his idol and he's wearing a bow tie just like him because he's getting a lot of attention and everybody wants to take his picture like and that's the thing is a lot of kids have selective hearing Mm -hmm. um i just (sighs) watching this again as a mom really really like opened my eyes on this one like this this kid is not actually that much of a problem like he no. just needs some fucking guidance
2: mm-hmm. and for
1: people to stop being an asshole to him mm-hmm. like really it just boils down to that um and so uh little ben healy gets to work and he's working as um as a Sales associate, not even like assistant manager or anything, he's a sales associate, um, at his dad's store, dad's, like, sporting goods store, and this this kid comes up to him, oh my gosh, this kid is obnoxiously angelic, Mm -hmm. like, no kid is this good and sweet and perfect, and he you know comes up and he's like excuse me sir i'm looking for a cantina with a compass my name is hank and me and my dad are going camping and it's going to be swell mister um <laughs> <laughs> more or less and you know little little ben is just falling in love with this kid and like this is amazing this is the kid i want da 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 you know kids are great all kids are like this right um and the dad comes up and you know hey slugger did you find what you're looking for yeah dad this nice man helped me okay so they go off and you know little ben is just looking after them wistfully oh you know i can't wait to have that and it's like you gotta build that Mm -hmm. like that doesn't just happen like you're not just gonna get a kid and they're gonna be like that Mm -mm, no way um, I get I get a lot of commentary on how articulate and well-mannered my son is. And I'm like, that is a lot of work in there. Mm-hmm. And it's still work daily. Because uh, dad certainly doesn't use his magic word at all. So <laughs> it, is, it is a lot of work. Um, but yeah. So then we meet Big Ben Healy, who is... Not only running a sporting goods store, a, you know, a well, well patronized one for that matter. Well, well patron. I don't know. There are a lot of buyers there. Something
0: equivalent uh, to uh, Dick's, I would say.
1: Yeah. Yep. Dick's Sporting Goods or, you know, one one of those,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: um, I'm trying to think of, uh, I want to say there was like a Spalding store or something in the mm. Mall of America. That had, like, a good setup um, that always seemed to have a good amount of stuff. Uh, But not only is he running this sporty goods store, but he is running constant commercials for his mayoral campaign (laughs) over the PA system. So not only are you being inundated with pictures of Big Ben, you have to listen to his loud, annoying voice.
2: Mm -hmm. And,
1: uh, you know, he calls little Ben up and uh, tells him that he's selling to the Japanese or uh, he used some colorful language that I will not repeat. Um, And uh, and little Ben is like, what? I kind of thought it would go to me. You know, I've I've worked here for 10 years with no raise or promotion. And it's like you've worked for your dad. For over a decade with no raise or promotion? Are you kidding me? Right. Oh, honey, run. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, your dad's a super mega asshole off the bat, but working for him? I can't even imagine. Oh, my word. Mm-mm. And mm-hmm. 10 years with no raise or promotion? Are you right. kidding me? No. <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, again... You know, this kid has had no guidance, only discipline in his life. So, um, that's basically saying you get no attention until you do something bad. Yeah. And that's, you know, reinforcement for him to do something bad, because at least somebody's paying attention to him. Um <laughs> now we do need Gilbert Gottfried's character, um, who uh he gets called upon by the nuns to kick Junior out of the uh, orphanage mm-hmm. because they're sick of dealing with him. Which, again, only only uh, discipline here. Um, and at the same time, we find out little Ben is talking his wife into adoption. Because they Mm -hmm. find out they can't have kids. Period. Like, it is not happening at all for them. The 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 visual
0: aid... uh, The visual aid to drive the point home.
1: Oh, this doctor (laughs) is so inept. Like, just... Uh, Just stop touching the damn model. Right. Like... uh, At least, you know, you can point to it. You don't have to touch the thing and make it fall apart. Which, I have to admit... I've done that before. And those <laughs> models are kind of hard to put back together. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Like I I'm just just stop just don't touch the anatomical models. Like that just that's just what it is. Um and so Flo is watching, you know, the neighbors go over to a birthday party or a dinner and she's lamenting how she wants a kid and wants to be part of the parent group and da I want to be a mom too. I want to be invited to all these things. But she wants it for the social aspect, which yeah, moms mm-hmm. are really hard to fit in with. Like, I think we've talked about this too, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. So little Ben being the awesome seller that he is, like spins it, um, into saying, Hey, we could get a kid as soon as like this weekend and we don't have to deal with crying or dirty diapers and we can sleep in on the weekend and, Yeah, this is awesome. Like, we don't have to deal with all that. Like, we can start with, like, a seven-year-old. It's perfect. Which, you know, the screaming and dirty diapers are very formative years, but I get it. And I'm glad that they're looking at adoption, because not a lot of people do. There are way too many kids out there in orphanages, in foster homes. You know, if you get the chance, adopt. Like, seriously. Um, and one thing she said that oh, I wanted to slap her for is she said she doesn't want a secondhand kid. I'm like
2: yeah
0: oh. mm.
1: seriously with how bad you mm-hmm. want a kid and now you're gonna say something like this, ooh woman yep mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I understand it's just a movie and I understand it was the line but. Mm-mm like
0: if, uh, that, that... that yeah as as someone whose best friend was adopted that yeah that made that i don't like that
1: yeah well like i i know a number of people who have gone through ivf several times and i appreciate if that's the choice you want to make and i understand wanting your own child but again there are already so many children out there Like, especially
0: older ones because they're less likely to get adopted.
1: I really wish people would look at adoption
0: Mm -hmm.
1: more first, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, I don't know. Um, anyway, so they go and visit uh Gilbert Godfrey. What is his character's name,
0: Mr. Peabody?
1: Thank you, Mr. Peabody. Um, And, uh, he's, I noticed something that he's got the same filing system as Miss Hannigan. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) just,
1: just kind of piles of stuff and you dig through it until you find it basically. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and, uh, and so they go in and, um, Mr. Peabody being kind of slimy as he is. Uh, Talks them into adopting Junior. Uh, Basically in saying. The wait could take up to seven years. Or you could take this one kid. You know. And um, so they decide to. You know take a chance on Junior. And um, when they go to pick him up. John Ritter is wearing. A Boston Red Sox hat. Hi, Chris. Big shout out. Sorry mm-hmm. you can't be here this week. Miss um, you. you. You're you're doing you're doing all the things. Like your life is making me tired, man. Um, but you're owning it. And well uh, put.
0: Well put. And, well put. and I feel the same way.
1: And I hope your hand feels better soon. Yes. Um. <laughs> So they, uh, they meet Junior and he, they him back to their house and, um, you know, he's walking around and he's like, oh, look at all this expensive stuff I could break. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's just what he sees. And then, you know, they take him up to his room and they're like, hope you like clowns.
0: Oh God.
1: Holy fuck. Oh my. What? Like. Where did they shop? Clowns are us. Right. Holy buckets. Like I
0: wrote and I wrote my notes. Ritter should have known better because just the same year he was in the uh, it. The yes, TV. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> uh,
1: okay. I, I gotta say, I know a number of people are scared of clowns and whatnot. I am one of those weirdos that isn't one of them. Um, same, but this room, I, I, this room, I would be it, scared of this room.
0: Like, yeah, I, I, I would. I would want to torch that room too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like again, not scared of clowns, but the only way to get rid of this room is to set it on fire and sacrifice it. Yes. Like, <laughs> um, so, uh, this is when big Ben Healy shows up and they're trying to make this, you know, a big, grand surprise. Oh, hey, guess what? It's a boy, but he's, like, eight. Um, and Big Ben Healy is showing his colors by being an asshole. And mm-hmm. a super asshole at that. And he uses the R word. And he might even be a Democrat. Oh, um,
0: <sighs> Oh. And- <laughs>
1: I uh, just I just fucking giggle. Yeah, uh, well, he
0: clearly act Ben's dad or Big Ben Healy clearly acts like the other party. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, <laughs> just he, that,
0: yeah.
1: he fit the profile. We'll just yeah say that. he did. Um, and they bring him upstairs to you know, uh, for him to meet, um, Junior, and they open the door, and there is a burning hellfire in this (laughs) room it is clowns ablaze galore um it just it's it's pretty wild um and again i don't blame him no i don't like if not only for the fact that this is like this is even Bozo's worst nightmare. Like, <laughs> there were so many damn clowns in that room. Like, you could have done clowns on a much smaller level, and it would have gotten the point across.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you packed this kid's room to the point where he has no room to play. Yeah. Like, he don't want to play with those ugly clowns. Like, no, I... I get the sacrificial fire. Um, I don't get him staying in the room to get smoke inhalation from it. But that's that's another story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we also find out that uh, the cat does not like Junior at all. Which, that's fine. Cats are cats. Uh, <laughs> I'm a dog person, so... Okay. Um... And I put old money on here. Oh, um. so little Ben tries to start Junior on an allowance of a dollar a week. A dollar. Um,
0: hey, 30 years ago, that was two dollars today. <laughs>
1: still, it, it ain't much, but yeah. it is. The older money. Before they switched it over. That was like super cursive-y. Mm-hmm. And really pretty honestly. I, I kind of miss it. I understand why it was changed. But I don't know. It's it's still fun to see every once in a while. So that's why I call it old money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. um, Little Ben and Flo are. On their way outside. To something. Uh. And they get stopped by a neighbor. And get told that they're having a birthday party. And. Basically the little girl. Is um. Not really bribed. But her. Her birthday party is slowly being taken away. Until she invites this boy to her party. Mm -hmm. This boy that she doesn't know. That just showed up on the block. Like, mom, I get you're trying to be neighborly. Um. But again, y'all don't know this kid. Right. Which, nothing wrong with this kid just showing up and them not actually biologically having him. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, give him some time to, like, get used to his own house first before coming to yours. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. And Flo showing her true colors after the neighbor and the obnoxious girl has left uh, goes. We've been accepted into this parenting crap.
2: No, oh, oh, oh. we're camping.
1: I'm going shopping. Look, yeah.
0: Um. The sad thing is, there are a lot of mothers like her, you know, who have have children and it's more about themselves.
2: Well, not, I mean,
0: yeah.
1: it. You have to look at the reasons they're having children. If they're having children for, you know, primarily social reasons, they could volunteer somewhere, etc. Yeah. Um, if they're using their child as like the next best accessory, just don't.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um.
1: And,
0: and I I always hate it where p- people call like a uh, – they call people who decide not to have children selfish. I've heard uh, that a lot.
1: I've I've heard that. Um, I've I have stood up very much for people who don't want to have children. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't want to have children, don't have children.
0: If if or you're like, not going to be a good parent, don't. Yeah,
1: well, it's it's not even that if you just don't want to have kids, you don't like kids, you, you know, want to concentrate on yourselves. You know, you don't want to continue your lineage for one reason or another. Right. Fine. You know, don't have them. Mm
2: -hmm. It's
1: it's that simple. And honestly, this this planet is way overpopulated. Like we Mm -hmm. can stand to tone it down some. And I've I've definitely seen the things out there that are like, oh, you know, what about the population? Da da da. It's like, good. We'll bring you back down to a somewhat reasonable level. Right. Um, maybe work on that pollution and climate control thing. Maybe just a thought. Um, yeah. I digress. Uh, we then meet the uh, family neighbor. Who are the neighbor family um, who are very obnoxious. And they, uh, little Ben and Junior, joined them to go camping for the weekend.
0: And okay, I have a question. Was yeah. the dad Dennis Dugan?
1: Was... Uh, I think so.
0: Okay. Because I. The
1: was Dennis Dugan.
0: Yeah, and yeah. he cameoed, his character was called the All American Dad. Okay, I think no,
1: that... no that was Peter Jurisic was the neighbor. Um Dennis Dugan was the the um the Angelic Boys dad in the sports sporting goods store.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, um uh, I forgot to mention so he is my that actor oh, or okay. that that director as well. I w- I wasn't sure who he was. I even googled him uh, Dennis Dugan problem child and there were no stills of him only stills of him like behind the camera. Um
1: yeah, no, I read it in the trivia.
0: Okay. He uh he is the director of Problem Child. He has directed a lot of uh the Happy Madison films. Uh yeah. He has been nominated for four Razzies and has won (laughs) one. Uh he directed yeah one quote unquote. He directed Happy Gilmore Beverly Hills Ninja, Big Daddy. No,
1: what uh, did he win the Razzie for, though?
0: Oh, uh, for two films in one year, Just Go With It and Jack and Jill. Oh, ouch. Which Jack and Jill does suck, but I did like Just Go With It.
2: Mm,
1: I I didn't see either of them.
0: Oh, Just Go With It is actually pretty funny. Okay. Um, yeah, so he did uh, Happy Gilmore, Beverly Hills Ninja, Big Daddy... Uh, saving Silverman, throwback to an uh, earlier episode. Yep, okay. national security, the Benchwarmers. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. One of your favorites. You don't mess with the Zohan.
2: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Grownups one and two, and uh, love wedding and other disasters. I don't think I've heard of that. It's
1: I have heard of that
0: one. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know <laughs> I don't anything about that. It, but I don't
1: think I've, I don't think I've seen it. But I'm pretty sure I've heard of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's also had cameos in a lot of uh, of the movies he's directed, uh, and uh, TV shows. Yeah, just a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, he he had a, a role in. Have you ever seen the, that werewolf movie, The Howling?
1: Wasn't that with uh, Jack Nicholson?
0: No, that's Wolf. Oh, Wolf is really um... good.
1: You know, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I've heard of it. Like I remember the the cover art as a kid from 1981, the same year as another big werewolf movie, American Werewolf in London. Oh, he had a a starring role in that movie along with D. Wallace. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, directed by Joe Dante. Yeah, who directed? Oh, he was ML. in
1: Parenthood too, which is kind of what um, Problem Child is parenting. Oh, he was on Moonlighting. He had a regular. He had Mm. a regular role on Moonlighting. Uh, Another show I should not have been watching as a kid.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, Oh, he was in The New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking as Mr. Settegrin. Okay, all right. Oh, he was in Can't Buy Me Love. That's pretty... Oh, and St. Elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, He did an episode of... Oh, a TV movie called Full House. Okay. Mm. Um... Oh, he was on Hill Street Blues for a while, or for about a year. Um, sorry, I'm just, I'm going down his yeah. uh, his list here, kind of naming stuff that other people may have heard of. Um, oh, he did an episode of Columbo in 1976. Um, oh, TV movie Death Race. Okay. Uh, he was in an episode of The Waltons. Uh, he was in uh, an episode of Love American Style. He did an episode of The Mod Squad. Uh, he was in an episode of The Sixth Sense, the TV series in 1972. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's he's been in a bunch. He's got like, yeah. he's even got 39 director credits. Like mm-hmm. dang. Oh, Trump surrogate boot camp video short, 2016. righty. <laughs>
0: I don't even want to know what that is.
1: Right? Um, he directed the mullets, uh, NYPD blue. Wow. Mm. Um, Shasta McNasty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he did an episode of Ally McBeal. Uh, Oh, Hey, he did Beverly Hills Ninja. Um, wow. He's, he's done a bunch. Yeah. Uh, he directed an episode of Doogie Howser. um, (laughs) Yeah, he even directed some episodes of Moonlighting. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All righty. Sorry. Sorry to steal your uh, director's no,
0: after there. No, it's fine. I'm sorry I didn't point him out earlier. But, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. No, it's okay. I couldn't point out who he was. I thought maybe he was, like, someone in, like, a, fa- like a fantasy scene or, like, an ad within the movie. I'm like, oh, American Dad. Hmm.
1: Yeah, no, that was, uh, oh, did you find your canteen slugger?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, so they go off on this camping trip, which this obnoxious neighbor and his family, um, this obnoxious neighbor, like, he knows that they're having fertility issues and child rearing issues, and he comes up to little Ben at the beginning of the movie when he when they're both coaching little league, just different teams.
2: Mm-hmm. And he
1: hands him it it's a boy cigar and is like, Oh yeah, wife's pregnant again. <laughs> and it's like, really? Really? Like you you don't gotta be like that. Like right. dudes having issues. Like don't be so insensitive. And then, you know, they he knows he's adopted, you know, doesn't say congratulations or anything. But he says, uh, he got him a hat that said, like, world's, like, best dad or something. Mm -hmm. And then he puts on a similar hat of his own that says, like, greatest dad or something a little bit better. And it's like, really? Really? You couldn't get the same hat? Like, you just, you gotta be better? And that, ugh. That brings up like keeping up with the Joneses, which yeah. I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I I don't like the concept. Like I'm, I'm yeah. not trying to keep up with anybody. I'm not trying to compete with anybody.
0: Same. No. You um, know, honestly, it it's how a lot of how a lot of people run into debt. Get into oh debt. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, um, it was a really great movie with David Duchovny and um.
0: To me more, right?
1: Yes. Thank you. I it's it's not a well known movie. It's called The Joneses, but mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed it and I will still watch it from time to time. Um it just it it's it's really interesting. It's a really interesting uh it's a really interesting plot for a movie. Um definitely the keeping up with the Joneses idea but mm-hmm. really making it competitive and it's there's a lot going on in that one have you seen that one Stefan I have not Oh, I I recommend it of course it's probably got some horrible rating on Rotten Tomatoes but I don't give a fuck
0: is it so... anything like we're the Millers no okay because I, th- I thought it was like a like a similar one where it was like a a family like posing as a family or something like that
1: yes Yes, but it's not a comedy.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, it's it's basically without giving too much away, it's these people that were hired to portray a family and they basically have to live together, have to, you know, treat each other as family. Mm-hmm. Um, but their house is completely furnished and all like the newest you know, things, and they're paid to wear, like, specific clothing and specific foods so that, you know, the other people in the neighborhood will be like, oh, you know, I want what they have.
2: Mm.
1: And, uh, yeah, it's, it's. oh, I really like it. Um, mm. Again, my tastes are not for everybody, hence Problem Child, but uh, mm-hmm. I... I do really like that one. I need to own that one. I don't have that one either in my. Let me
0: see if you can stream it anywhere.
1: plethora of movies. Um, oh my gosh, I was having my infusion last weekend, and I my infusion nurse was looking at my like shelves of DVDs, and she's like, "Have you seen all of these?" And I'm such a nerdy cinephile, um, that. A line from the live-action Beauty and the Beast popped into my head. And it took everything that I had not to say it. Um, so she said, have you seen all of these? And I almost said, uh, most, but some of them are in Greek.
2: <laughs> which which is what
1: the Beast said to Belle when she asked if he's read all the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to explain it to Dan because... He didn't get it, uh, my partner. Um, but, yeah, like, I have, oh, gosh, it's got to be upwards of 250 movies now. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: you, I think you have more than that.
1: I don't know. I, I would have to go through and, well, I should have a log of them anyway. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I
0: mean, because I'm pretty sure I have, like, more than that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the Joneses, yeah, it's on Tubi, Crackle, Prime, and Philo. Okay. I think um, I'll watch it soon.
1: I Again, I enjoy it. You may not, but I did. So, you know, if it's on those streaming apps, which most of them are free, mm-hmm. you got nothing to lose but a couple of hours. And what else are right. you doing anyway? Playing on your phone? Watch it. Um, anyway, they're, they're on this camping trip and like, okay, so we finally meet this obnoxious neighbor's family. It's him, his pregnant wife, and four kids already. Like, he does not need to be handing out cigars anymore. Like,
2: mm-hmm. you've
1: got a family, like. Your wife's a machine. We get it, yeah, like, because that's that's a lot. Like one pregnancy is enough for most people, right multiple pregnancies with more and more kids, like, damn, all right. You know, do your thing, but you don't have to do cigars anymore,
0: yeah. i'm gonna I'm gonna rock the boat a little bit here, potentially cut this out if you think it will offend people. Big families. Big families have always rubbed me the wrong way. They they kind of weird oh, yeah. me out. W- when I say a big family to me is like more than four children, four children from the same two parents. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's like, it's like you're trying to prove how much you fuck and it's kind of like, you know, you know, if you believe you're a loving household that can provide, why don't you adopt? Share the wealth. Mm.
1: Okay. Um, that, that,
0: that's just my opinion. I, I and,
2: guess. And,
0: um, and a lot of them, a lot of them, I found kids in, from big families, they get kind of almost like, like a minor cult mentality, yeah. especially if you homeschool your kids, which oh, is common yeah. in big families. Yep yeah I mean it's yeah, I just it's i'm I'm not a fan I'll admit that
1: okay you know no not a big deal my mm. uh my grandma and grandpa had six kids you know my um, response
0: to it, that is that was a bit that was a bit different of a time
1: okay, well, I mean again, you enjoy fucking, you know, and some people are extremely fertile like. Mm sneeze the wrong way and they're pregnant
0: or they don't Um, use birth control
1: what i'm saying is some people are extremely fertile Mm -hmm. like you can use birth control no there's no birth control out there that is a hundred percent just like the um Just like the COVID vaccine, none of them out there are a hundred percent, but you should still go get it to protect other people and not being an, not be an asshat.
0: Damn straight. Um,
1: But that being said, you know, I, I wanted a big family, you know, um, but things didn't work out that way Mm -hmm. in my case. Um, I've got one, we're good.
0: Yeah. Um, when you say a big family, Jess, what, what, did you have a number in mind?
1: Um, between four and six. Okay. Um, I, you know, I refuse to have an odd amount of children. Um, I still don't want an odd amount of children. And I have looked into fostering or adopting. You know, I don't want to go through pregnancy again because right. the, I, As much as I enjoyed my pregnancy which not a lot of women can say um, it was the trauma of labor that basically disabled me Um, something went out of whack in my body and it decided to start attacking itself Mm. Um, long story short Um, but my aunt when she lived in Champlin she had a next-door neighbor they were very nice. They were a very sweet family. But they had I want to say twelve kids. Mm. And it was it was basically a trickle down system. Like everybody helped out, but um they were all homeschooled. Um and the older kids helped the younger kids. And I I can't even imagine. No. Like
0: kids need to make friends you need to make friends outside of your family and because that's how you develop socially
1: yeah it's it's unfortunate um my my i have three godchildren and they have currently two brothers and another on the way so they're coming up on their sixth um well his sixth her third um, but they're homeschooled now, and they live on an eleven acre farm in the very south of Minnesota. and they rarely go anywhere. And even though my godchildren were brought up in cities for a while before, you know, um my friend met his current wife and you know decided to buy a farm. And be completely isolated. Uh, Now. Whenever they go into a city. And they see a person of color. They just stare. I'm like what are you doing? And they just. They don't stare. I'm like. They they are not you know. Something for you to stare at. They are not your entertainment. Like keep walking. Keep going. Like Mm -hmm. it's just a person. Like they have a little more melanin. Okay, keep going. Like it. That should not be happening. No. Um, nope. But anyway, we we got off on a tangent. Um. But even these kids are assholes uh, around the campfire, and basically say, you know, this kid is weird. Let's ignore him. And so I I actually have down. That Junior is choosing to be villainous. Um, Before these kids decided to ignore him. He was sitting off by himself. He was being a little sulky. But he also didn't walk over and try to make friends. He's just kind of stuck in this situation. With quite honestly. Your first weekend in a new home. And you leave that home to go camping. With Mm -hmm. a bunch of more strangers you don't know. Um, I'd probably stick to myself too.
0: Definitely, like this,
1: this is way too much to throw at this kid. Mm-hmm. Like, too much happening. Um, and these kids are being dicks, and the neighbor's a dick. Uh, the wife seems kind of nice, but mm-hmm. again, surrounded by dicks. Um, and so Junior leads a uh, bear into the campsite, and unbeknownst to little Ben. Um, who the neighbor had said that he was going to dress up as a bear and give everybody a little scare, roar. And, uh, <laughs> nope, nope, little Ben uh, meets the real bear.
0: But and the bear does little... turn fake in between within the scene.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and boy, yeah. does it look fake. <laughs>
1: yeah. There's there's a lot of physical comedy in this part where John Ritter is getting tossed around which Yeah. It's it's pretty great. It it makes me think of his uh Three's Company days.
0: He like, was a great physical comedian.
1: He was. Uh, oh my gosh. He just oh, rest in peace. Like He
0: went way way too soon.
1: Yeah, he did.
0: He I want to really watch oh. the um there was like like ABC did some kind of a tribute to him recently.
1: Mm, and, yeah, I think you messaged me about that.
0: Yeah, and like the preview showed Kaylee Cuoco, who played uh, the daughter on Eight Simple Rules. Yeah, just she, she still cannot basically talk about him without breaking down crying.
1: Oh, I can't imagine. Like yeah. he seemed like an absolute sweetheart. I've mm-hmm. never heard anything bad about him. No. And when when he passed, it was so sudden yeah like he was in the middle of you know taping this new show that was up and coming and you know it had all these names on it and he was this you know well-to-do dad and it just it was out of the blue and it was heartbreaking Mm -hmm. um just with how amazing of a person he was like I'm I'm getting a little vicemped here because he was so great. Um yeah. anyways, rest in peace, uh, John Ritter, you are yeah. still missed. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, uh the live bear goes away and then neighbor bear comes in and honestly when he starts it looks like he's doing thriller. Um, <laughs> he's, he's doing this thing where he's like roaring up to the side towards the car and mm-hmm. then he's roaring up towards little Ben and it, it looks a little like thriller and I'm like, wow, could you be more ridiculous?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, you know, um, doesn't little Ben punch him? I think. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, good. Good fucking good like you deserve it um so after this we uh oh after getting back from the camping trip we passed through another week and it's the birthday slash costume party in the middle of summer uh right okay um i've got a september birthday so like I, I wanted a costume party, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on the edge, you know, and now here in 2021, we have decided that spooky season starts September 1st. I am all about it, so get your spooky on,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but um, literally the first costume we see walking into this party in this shot across the street is a very white, very blonde girl dressed as a Native American. Ah, nineteen ninety. And and it it wasn't even like a natural Native American costume. It's like if Barbie dressed as a Native American. Yes. Like it was it was pink.
0: That's a like, great comparison. Uh,
1: I I don't know if pink was a regular color amongst uh, amongst the Native Americans. Um, I haven't seen that in many pictures. Um, but I can't say for certain. Um, anyway, uh, Lucy, the little neighbor girl whose birthday is, is literally the epitome of a brat.
0: Oh, she, yeah, she, she's a grade A bitch.
1: Oh, like she, when we first meet her, she walks up and curtsies, like, don't get me wrong. Like, curtsies and bowing should have come back in during COVID. Like. Legit.
2: Mm-hmm. But this
1: girl does a real deep curtsy, like a real curtsy. Like somebody trained this girl to curtsy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um <laughs> she she's
0: taken etiquette classes, clearly.
1: Yes. And too bad it has not rubbed off on her personality. No. Um <laughs> but you know, Junior is dressed up as a devil. Um, Which is a very common thread throughout the movie. And we will Mm -hmm. check off on that. Um, But there's literally a separate room for the presence. A room for the presence.
0: Yeah, these people are loaded.
1: Just absolutely ridiculous. And um, he goes in and, you know, he's just looking at him. Nothing wrong with that. And this girl marches in, and she's like, don't touch those. Those are mine. You, and you know what? You're not even supposed to be here. You're weird. You, you can't even come out and watch the magic show. Like, laying down all these rules, being a shitty person. Like, wow, really?
0: And like, because he was adopted.
1: Yeah, because he was yeah. adopted, which is super true. Super shitty.
0: Super like, shitty.
1: If you don't feel enough of a, of an outcast, here's a person being even shittier.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I'm really I'm amazed that I, I I never I didn't read about it happening in the trivia, but I'm kind of amazed that you know adoption advocacy organizations didn't bash this movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: At least not publicly. I know when uh when Orphan came out. And there was one of the commercials was like where Esther was saying like you know how can you love an adopted child as much as your your own or something like that and they yeah. they did not like that so yeah
1: no that's not cool yeah um, it, that... it, it
0: it amazes me that they didn't do that with this but you know different time I guess
1: that was also based on um, a true crime case that happened. Well,
0: it wasn't um that happened later actually
1: it happened a couple of times actually <laughs> oh i don't know about um, the time
0: before but we can, yeah. we can send me that stuff later
1: i uh, if i find it if i remember mm-hmm. um anyway um no i i totally understand and that's that's ugh, that's just ugh. but yeah. like they took the time To dress this kid up, come to your stupid party, bring you a stupid gift, and, like, this is, like, an adult mixer. Like, the kids are just off running, doing whatever they want, and the adults are just chatting. Mm -hmm. Which, I'm just like, really? Really? But then again, you know, I think back to my birthday parties, and I'm like, well... Yeah, you know, that's kind of how it was.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and so in this little girl having, you know, all these rules she's laying down, you know, Junior gets retaliatory.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he... <laughs> he goes a little overboard mm-hmm. i'm gonna say on this one
0: it's um, my party and i'll cry for a month. <laughs> yes and i always i oh, always associate i always associate that song with sweating of the oldies did your mom ever have any of those
1: <laughs> no but i saw it
0: <laughs> yep i all uh, so, so many oldie songs i first learned what they were from that
1: yeah, no, um, my mom had Buns of Steel, Arms uh, of Steel, Arms of Steel, mm. yeah, she had that series, um, but no, I, I definitely remember Richard Simmons, mm-hmm. and, uh, actually, um, did you listen to the podcast, like, Finding Richard Simmons or something?
0: Yes, yeah, oh, it's man. so good.
1: That was wild. mm mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and so Junior actually, I'm gonna say he goes overboard on this one. Yeah,
2: yeah I Lucy agree.
1: Was a bitch, but calm down. Like yeah. throwing her presents in the pool, fine. You know, um, putting a frog. What was it? Where did he put a frog in? Like a, a frog. Or something.
0: In the huh? punch bowl.
1: Oh, in the punch bowl. Okay, you know, I I get that. You know. Um, putting firecrackers in the cake. Okay, you're mad. I understand. I get it. I really do. Put the sprinkler in her room. Like, that's not just going to fuck up her toys. That's going to put water damage in the house. Like, mm-hmm. th- th- that's a little too far, Junior. Come on.
0: Yeah.
1: Rain it in a little. But I also have on here, how are no adults seeing this?
0: Right. No
1: adults are seeing any of this. Lucy's having a meltdown. He's throwing presents into the pool. And like, these aren't little presents. These are big ass presents.
0: It had to have taken him at least a half hour to do that. It's like, yeah. yeah.
1: And, you know, he's, he's not just like walking over and plunking them into the pool no i swear he had like a oh god what is the word a trebuchet or something a, a present trebuchet to launch these gifts <laughs> into the pool
0: i don't even know what a trebuchet is
1: um i'm trying to think of the other word for it um in medieval times they had the arm that they pulled back and they countered it with rocks and they would use it to throw things long distances. A catapult? Okay, um,
0: yeah, all right, yeah. Okay, sure.
1: yeah. So it's it's a fancy name for a catapult. Mm-hmm. Um Wow, my brain is not coming up with the word. Um but yeah, he is chalking these things, and then like once you see the frog in the punch bowl. Don't you start thinking things are getting a little weird around here? Um, and then, you know, you don't notice that the candles on the cake are a little different. And uh, nobody trips over the fucking hose
0: through <laughs> right. the entire house. <laughs> right.
1: Like, that didn't go in through an outside window. Mm That went through the house.
0: Yeah, the hall and everything up the stairs
1: yeah like uh, i that's that's where I would be beyond frustrated. I would be so mad at this point, like he's he's lived with little Ben for a little while, um, and little Ben is trying to head off some of this behavior, but. If you know your kid can be retaliatory, you might want to check their pockets before sending them off to play with some other kids.
2: hmm Because
1: kids are jerks. So, not saying, just saying. Um, and so after this, uh, you know, they they go home. And little Ben... Um, basically tells Junior to go up to his room and, uh, Flo is like, oh, you have to discipline him. None of this Mr. Nice guy. Go, go take care of it. And she hands him a hairbrush and it's like, are you kidding me? Mm. Nobody spanks anymore. Well, in well, the nineties they did. Yeah. What did you get spanked with? Hand. Hand. Yeah. Yeah, when the hand wasn't hard enough, I got a paint stirrer. Mm. So that that was fun. It,
0: it was, and it was, it was pretty rare. I would have had to have done something pretty bad to get spanked. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I just, you know, I watched movies like this a little too early, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: oops.
2: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> and so you know, little Ben goes up. And he's so angry, and you know, Junior's just like, "You know, please don't spank me da 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 da. I'm not trying to be bad, which he knows when he is doing bad things. Mhm He also hasn't had much guidance the other way, um. And I know he's being manipulative in, you know, using the big puppy dog eyes and the, oh, please, mister, don't hurt mm-hmm. me. Um, but still, like. You need to take some measures to head off some of that behavior. Um, like, again, if you know your kid is going to go off to play with other kids and they have a retaliatory streak. Check their pockets. Right. disarm them <laughs> for for lack of a better term basically disarm them um <laughs> I mean they can probably do something with stuff they find but it's going to be a little harder mm-hmm. um and teach them how to play you know teach them to be equal da da um and little Ben gives Junior a prune from his pocket mm-hmm. uh, and it, it had to wrap my brain around this cuz it's a wrinkly old prune and it doesn't even have really any sentimental value except that his dad gave it to him and he's held on to it for so long and i think he said it looked like a president or something um But he's like, you know, my dad gave this to me and now I'm giving it to you. I don't know why, you know, I kept it. It has no actual value or anything, but I just, I guess I thought it was something special. Okay. You know, um, and they talked about, um, traditions, family traditions and, uh, and I get it. You know, some family traditions should be honored. Some family traditions should be varied. Um, Mm -hmm. And towards the end of this scene, Junior goes, what is he, nice or something? Yeah, he is. This is literally the first nice adult that this kid has encountered. And he is eight. Mm -hmm. Eight years. And he has encountered one nice adult. I mean, just think about that. Think about right. how adults are nice to you when you're a little kid,
2: right? Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it just—it's—it's uh, it's so hurtful and frustrating. Um. So throughout this entire movie, we've been checking back in on the bow tie killer who escapes from jail, um,
0: in a total PG cutaway murder scene. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Such a fake um, joke.
1: <laughs> yeah. But he escapes from jail and he goes on the run, and he's been getting letters from this JR
2: who <laughs> you know, I love this.
1: Apparently he can't read on his own. Um, but he's been having his inmates re- his inmate friends read to him. Um, like when jr was leaving the orphanage he wrote you know oh i'm getting out and so you know this has led the bowtie killer to think that jr is another inmate and so he decides to go meet up with jr and so he's on the run and he stops at this uh this gas station and these police officers come driving through and he to get back out to his car um basically hides behind a sign for the diablo brothers circus um now as as i mentioned the devil is a uh is a pretty common theme throughout this movie mm-hmm. in referring to um junior you know and, uh, like, you know, um, an inscription at the orphanage or on the orphanage wall stated that the devil is close at hand when a child smiles, uh, big Ben refers to junior <sighs> as the devil. When he first season, he wears a devil costume to Lucy's party and little Ben claims we've adopted Satan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the icing on the cake is this poster for the Diablo brothers circus. So. I never put that one together. Yeah, well, not only, you know, in showing Junior being quote-unquote bad, it is subconsciously hammering this into you as you're going through the movie, that this child is synonymous with the devil, which I don't agree with, but it is what it is. Um, And so... There's another baseball game, um, because apparently these are the only two little league, uh, little league teams in town.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they, the kids, fucking kids, not just fucking kids, but fucking kids in sports. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, uh,
1: like I was never a sports girl. I tried. I did try. Like instead of joining, um, like. There was a solo, like, gym option where you could go to the weight room every day and just work out and fill out a form. Or you could join team sports. I joined team sports because I wanted to actually, like, play sports with other people. And mm-hmm. I've always been a plus-size girl. I've always been a slow runner. I've, I'm i built for strength, not speed. Um. And it often didn't turn out well with a you taker, no you taker, no you taker. Mm-hmm. And like even into high school, just ugh just fucking. I was listening to uh, the I hate it, but or I love it, but I hate it podcast, and they covered the Sandlot, and they talked about how Benny took in Smalls, mm-hmm. and instead of alienating him, like helped him. Right. And I'm like, can can more kids do that? Please, um. So yeah,
0: I've wanted to start listening to that podcast. Um, yeah,
1: I I was unsure about it, so I picked a movie that I felt was kind of hard to hate on. Mm-hmm. Um, as kind of like a dip my toe in, but yeah. it was it was decent. Um, mm. you know, it it actually won an award. I want to say like a month ago, uh, mm. for Canadian podcasting. Um, and one of the hosts on that is, uh, partners with Craig Faye on the villain was right. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's how I heard about it. Um, but anyway, back to little league, uh, basically these kids are being dicks and making fun of junior and his bow tie and, you know, striking him out and this and that, and he gets a hit and uh little ben te- little ben tells him to run and this turns into extreme baseball so junior takes the bat with him and uh every time he gets to a base he uh <laughs> makes another hit and he gets another base um except he hits kids so right. again retaliatory like just Ugh. Um And so, after this baseball game, Little Ben is fed up and takes him to a church, basically. I don't know what they're going to do at the church, but um, he, Little Ben, winds up in a confessional booth with Junior on the other side, and Little Ben is just talking about how frustrated he is with this kid and how he thought it was supposed to be, and... He just he's at the end of his rope and he needs to return him and uh, they go to return him for uh, uh, to Mr. Peabody and they find out that Junior has been returned over thirty times mm-hmm. three zero. That's how many families or couples or even single parents, which it's very difficult to adopt as a single parent but that's how many times this kid has been given up on since he's been at the orphanage, not counting the number of homes he went through in the beginning. Like, no wonder he's the way he is. Like, right. holy shit. Like, can somebody like actually try with this kid? Please. Right. Like, can, can somebody like, see the issues here the real issues like you're not gonna get you know a golden goose when you know you adopt from an orphanage you should expect some problems you know because these kids have gone through a number of things in their lives um and no kid is a golden goose ever Um, if you want to be specific, it's, you know, years of, you know, teaching and love and a whole lot of stuff. Um, so when, when little Ben finds out that he has been returned over 30 times, he's like, no, I'm not giving up on this kid. Mm -hmm. Everybody else has. I'm not. Which. I want to say this is what made him my MVP, but the ending makes him my MVP. Mm-hmm. Um and,
0: and just because it's he's John Ritter.
1: Well that too. Mm-hmm. But um we will we will check off on that. Um so Junior doesn't believe that they're not returning him. And foolishly they left the keys in the car. And this mm-hmm. is where <laughs> Oh, this is where we find out that Junior knows how a car goes. Yeah, um, and he's too short to push the pedals and see over the dashboard. So why bother seeing over the dashboard at all? Just push the <laughs> pedals here and hope you don't run into anything. right? Um But in this whole while, well, little Ben is getting his car jacked by his adoptive son, he's still shouting out positive reinforcements. Like, (laughs) if this isn't the dad Junior needed, then I don't know what is. Right. He's like, oh, look at you. You already know how to drive. You're doing awesome, bud. (laughs)
2: Like...
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like he's he's trying to be, you know, he's trying to not be, you know, the asshole adult that this kid has dealt with his entire life, but it's also like this kid just jacked your car. Like
0: <laughs> Right. It, it
1: just it's it's a little uh, it's beyond ridiculous. This whole movie is ridiculous. Oh yeah. So, it just <laughs> It's it's funny. I'm trying to see if it's in the quotes here. Oh, I guess there were two uses of the R word actually. I just saw that. You know, he's like, "Oh, hey, you know how to drive." And, "Oh, hey, you know where you know which pedal is which." And like just giving him all this positive reinforcement as he's stealing his car, little Ben jumps <laughs> on the hood. Like the kid can't even see you. So, right. <laughs> it just it's, it's funny. Um, I, again, I love this movie. Um, and I have, oh, this is where, this is where we find out Big Ben is selling his, uh, shop to, or selling his business to the Japanese. And I just have on here, fuck Big Ben.
2: Just fuck yeah. Him.
1: And not even in a good way. Just. Ew, just yeah. go bye Go bye Big Ben Just mm-hmm. go Go be disgusting elsewhere Um So With The next day or a few days later Um, the Bowtie Killer Has made it to Little Ben's house And uh Is looking for JR And um <laughs> Their house is wrecked. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's it's been through a lot with this yes. kid. Um like the window in the door is broken out and like they haven't even fixed it. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> Bowtie Killer just like sticks his head in. He's like, Hello. Um, but yeah, he's looking for J.R. and Junior runs up. He's like, yeah, I'm the one who's been writing you. And he's like, what? No, you aren't. I've been talking to an in, uh, inmate. And he's like, no, Jr. that's me, Junior. Let's talk. And, <laughs> you know, Flo is like, oh, who is this? And he's like, this is my, uh, Uncle Marty.
2: And yeah. so
1: they're like, oh, great. He's got a blood relative. We can pawn him off on him. And they invite him to dinner. And did it say the bowtie killer has, I don't know, was he, he's been in and out of jail for like 11 years, I think they said, or he hasn't been yeah. in like 11 years.
0: Something like and that.
1: so when Flo goes out to the kitchen to get something, uh, he basically attacks her in the kitchen and she attacks him right back. Um,
0: I mean, they deserve each other.
1: Uh, they do, but sexual assault is never okay. Exactly. Um, and so the next day, uh, little Ben wakes up and there's a big ransom note on the wall in red paint saying, I have kidnapped Junior and your wife. And if you want them, I think it was like, you need to bring me like $10,000 or something.
2: Mhm.
1: And little Ben he he had already kind of lost it. He he was kind of catatonic and he just he could not fucking deal anymore. <laughs> and with everybody gone, oh my god, I'm free. free! I have no problems like fuck everybody like i can live my own life i've already quit my dad's store mm-hmm. i don't have to deal with my bitchy wife or this you know disastrous child like
2: i'm mm-hmm. free
1: and he goes in i what i forget what he was gonna do in junior's room like mess it up jump yeah. the bed. i don't know
0: and I loved um, the Shining reference.
1: Oh yeah, here's Where, daddy.
0: Here's daddy. I wonder. Yeah. So I, I'm. I. I just read here. So when I mentioned, you know, John Ritter, the same year as this was in it. Yep. I wonder if he insisted on that getting put in because he was a really big Stephen King fan. Oh. And actually, prior to it, he had tried to appear in several different Stephen King adaptations.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. Um, But all of his celebrating came to a halt when he found the prune. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He had kept the prune. Yeah. Like this ridiculous, insignificant, dried-out, nasty piece of fruit he kept because it was special. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, this kid, I, I got something through to this kid, mm-hmm. so it's worth it. We got to keep trying. Um, and so he goes to his dad's store and says, dad, I need what? $10,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And his dad is like getting ready to be in a commercial for his new
0: campaign. <laughs> yeah
1: and turns him down flat. He's like, you know, my wife and Junior were abducted. I need your help, da-da-da. And Big Ben is like, good riddance. You know, good riddance. Get rid of them all, da-da-da-da. And goes on a whole big spiel. And Little Ben is like, oh, yeah? Well, you know, why don't you tell people what you really think about them? And flips on the camera, which
2: is all set up, which is
1: left alone mysteriously. And, uh, basically Big Ben goes on this big rant about how everybody in this town is stupid and he can't wait to get out of it and eventually winds up mooning the camera. So (laughs) we get a nice shot of some old man butt and... uh, That escalated
0: really fast, I felt like, the whole thing.
1: You know, there's, there seems to be a lot of pressure in politics and, uh... You know i I can see some frustration, um, mm-hmm. and Big Ben being the ass hat he is, I can see him bearing his ass. So <laughs> you know, I felt it was very on par for the character. Um, so <laughs> Little Ben goes after um the bow tie killer because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say his name or his character name. Um, and meets up with him at the circus, um, and he, he basically filled a backpack, uh, I forget what was in the backpack, or if we don't even see what's in the backpack. Um, either way, he goes to make the trade, and Bowtie Killer, grabs the backpack and Junior and tries to make off with them both. Mm-hmm. And Junior, I don't know if it was Junior that kicked him or it's. it's been like a week and a half since I watched this movie. It was Junior. Uh, okay, so yeah. Uh, kicks him, grabs the backpack, runs off, uh, climbs up and does part of the trapeze act, which hell yes, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and is running away um, and I think Martin gets the backpack, or they just start chasing the bow tie killer um because he still has uh flow mm-hmm. um and they get in this car chase and uh little ben and junior are being shot at and they don't really they don't quite know how to respond to this and little ben is like wait a minute you know how to drive and so he puts junior down in the bottom to operate the pedals and wheel while right. he's up shooting <laughs> This this is where the movie got convoluted for me. Yeah. Like, everything else I can deal with. Here is where it gets convoluted. But I just called him Super Dad in this moment because that is a cool ass dad. Yeah. Um. Again, your kid can't see where you're going, but I guess cross your fingers and hope you don't run into anything. Um. So there's, you know, this car chase and, uh, they, they get to like this spot and somehow the trunk that the bow tie killer had put flow in, um, gets tossed onto the back of a truck with some swine
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: uh, <laughs> and so she's just on her way wherever, who knows, um, Hey, maybe she got amnesia and came back in the second one.
0: I wonder. You should. We should do a head uh, cannon with that. We should. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Maybe to be continued on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, um, oh, they had the backpack, and the bow tie killer was chasing them. That's what happened. And they get to this spot. Flo gets tossed, and the bowtie killer pulls out a gun and goes to shoot junior and little ben leaps in front of him to be really super dad and gets mm-hmm. shot and spoiler alert is saved by the prune mhm so uh flo is gone we don't know where um the bow tie killer gets arrested again dad Big Ben is still an asshole. And little Ben and Junior just kinda head off on a life of their own. And that's Problem Child. Yep. Oh my. Yeah. So So Stefan, um, how did this movie fare with the critics?
0: So, as you mentioned, with Rotten Tomatoes. The critical score is a big stinking zero. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Sorry. The like, audience I've
1: never seen a zero until until oh. I saw it. I'm like,
0: what there's a lot. There's actually quite a few. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, audience score though is a bit more respectable, forty two percent. Okay. Yep.
1: All right. All right. Mm-hmm. I can deal with that.
0: And I have here, so my MVP, and this will just kind of show you what I, how I feel about this movie, uh-huh. is uh, the, okay, so at the, the very beginning, the, so 1990 was Universal's 75th anniversary as a uh-huh. studio, and we're treated to the montage of all the logos throughout this year culminating on the incredible night, the, the universal logo that was brand new for the anniversary. It ran from 1990 to 1997. And I always have a soft spot for that logo. I always associate it with Jurassic park.
1: The universal logo is your MVP.
0: The, the anniversary montage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told you it was a surprise <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's That's kind of surprising Um Alright uh, I'm gonna just uh, reiterate John Ritter, or Little Ben, was my VIP um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: He just, or MVP He was The shining star Amongst a whole pile Of rubbish adults In this movie um,
0: Yeah, my thoughts exactly
1: and not only was he caring, and funny, and understanding, uh, he just, the physical comedy associated mm-hmm. with it, and to do the second one of this movie, too, which I love the second one even more than the first one.
0: I agree um, with that. I would I agree. I mean,
1: understandably, you've got to make a first one to introduce characters and set mm-hmm. up their, you know... Their personalities and the whole reason we're here, but um, yeah, I just—you can't get any better than John Ritter. Like,
0: yeah,
1: he's, he's amazing.
0: Um, my favorite, probably ways. my favorite. Yeah, my favorite role of his was probably uh, the Dreamer of Oz. Hmm. It was. Oh my god! Nineteen ninety was a huge year for him because he had yeah. this, it, and that movie. And that was it a was made for It was kind of TV.
1: like a resurgence for him.
0: Yeah, very much so. Oh my uh, gosh,
1: he was on King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was Eugene yeah. Grandy on King of the Hill. Um, he was in Bad Santa. Um, he was in Eight Simple Rules. Uh, until he unexpectedly passed away. Mm. Um, he was that episode is voice. so sad. He was the voice of Clifford the Big Red Dog mm. in the 2000 to 2003 uh, animated series. Yeah. Like, uh, he, he had a short stint on Scrubs. Um, he was on Felicity for a couple of years. He, oh, his role on SVU was really good. Mm. Um, he did an episode of Tales from the Crypts.
0: Um What God, which one was he? Oh uh, I, I've seen that whole show. I'm trying to think is of one. Sheriff
1: whatever. Jim Thornton in By the Fright of the Silvery Moon. So it sounds like he might have been a werewolf.
0: A werewolf. I I don't remember that episode. I feel uh, like I should.
1: Well, I feel like we should watch it. Yeah. Uh, it looks like he did an episode of Chicago Hope
0: mm-hmm.
1: um in two thousand. He Oh wow, he did a couple episodes of uh, Touched by an Angel. It seems like everybody was on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a couple episodes of Ally McBeal. Oh, he was in Bride of Chucky. I forgot about that. I.
0: That's right.
1: Yes. He was. Oh, he was
0: the, the. He was Catherine Heigl's dad. Yes. Yes. I, he was like yes. a cop in that. I re- I remember that. Yeah. Speaking of which, oh my God, the um. The Chucky series on Sci-Fi starts next month with Devin Sawa. <laughs> I'm so excited.
1: I cannot wait to see um oh poop what's her name? Tiffany.
0: Jennifer Tilly.
1: Yeah, Jennifer Tilly. Thank you. Yep. Uh, I I got like Tiffany from Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I'm like, "No, that's not the right person." No. Um, but no, more noticeably or more notably, if you have ever watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, His role in one episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer was phenomenal. Holy buckets. It was so good. The episode is called Ted. He played a guy robot named Ted Buchanan. Oh. Oh. Like, if you ever want to see how good. Of an actor John Ritter was. In one mm. hour. Watch that. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The episode is called Ted. Oh my god. Like. And it's not a comedic part. It is not. Which John Ritter was. Well known for his comedic. Mm-hmm. Um, comedic Another prowess, great. But... A great
0: uh, dramatic role of his. Uh, sling blade. Yes. Yeah. Where he, yep. he played uh, he played a gay man in there. And. uh okay he had a really good, um, so it, for those of you who've never heard of Sling Blade, it's with a Billy Bob Thornton. He plays a uh, special needs man who gets released from prison and is like, uh, doing a, uh, like he's working at a, a grocery store, I believe. And I think John Ritter's the manager. I might have that wrong. I saw the movie a long time ago and, uh, they have a really good conversation. So, before he kind of I'm not going to spoil the movie, but before he does what leads to the climax, uh, Thornton's character has a good conversation with Ritter where he's like, you know, as a kid, I was taught, you know, that being gay was wrong. And bl- and this was 96, by the way, this was like before Ellen and all that, you know, before she came out and he was like, you know, I thought it was, you know, I was told it was wrong, but, you know, you seem like a good person. So I think they were wrong to say that. And just left him with that. That was their final interaction. Yeah, okay. but, but, yeah, Ritter, Ritter was great in that movie. He, if he ever deserved an Oscar nomination, it was for that movie.
1: Yeah, yep. Um, yeah, he just, he, he was an amazing actor. Um, yeah. So, Sling Blade, he was on an episode of Wings. Uh, he was on Hearts of Fire which I've never heard of, but nope. he was on there for, like, three years. He was on an episode of News Radio, which I love. Um, he was in the movie North. Like, oh, <laughs> little Elijah Wood. Like, um,
0: everybody, everybody was in that movie, including um, Phil Hartman's uh, murdering wife.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. So. It's,
0: uh, th- that is an iconic the Roger Ebert review of that movie is probably more famous than the movie itself.
1: Roger Ebert can suck an egg.
0: It's it's a pretty funny review, by the way.
1: They, I don't like reviewers, and mm. with what we've discussed about yeah. Roger Ebert on this show, I really mm-hmm. don't like reviewers.
0: <laughs> I mean, he was um, a failed screenwriter. That's a fact.
1: So, why is he reviewing movies?
0: Well, like, they they say those who can't do teach those who can't teach critique.
1: Uh, can you hear how much my eyes are rolling? like
0: I heard of clunk
1: yeah, I, I think they're in the kitchen now. <laughs> um, he he went out he before that he did problem child two. He did an episode of the Cosby Show because everybody did. um, and you know, Everybody except that one guy on that show was great. Um, <laughs> he was in *The Dreamer of Oz*, which you mentioned as L. Frank Baum,
0: which is f- phenomenal. Oh yeah, phenomenal made anywhere? for made for TV movie. I'm not sure. I know it was on YouTube for a while. Okay, I'll check. The dreamer. Um,
1: of he was in the original It as Ben Hanscom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he was in Problems Child as we have mentioned. Um, he. I'm trying to see anything else that I would recognize notably. Um, oh, he was in Life with Lucy in 1986.
0: I remember that episode. He played oh, himself. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: Lucy yep. makes a hit with John Ritter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Three's a Crowd as John as Jack Tripper.
0: The short-lived um, spinoffs to Three's Company.
1: I was I was just saying he was on Three's Company for
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh gosh eight years.
0: Yep, the entire um, run.
1: Oh, he was on the Love Boat, which I didn't know, um, for a few episodes. Um. Uh, holy Moses, the comeback kid, hero at large. Oh, uh, the Ropers. Before it was Three's Company, he was Jack Tripper on the Ropers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that thing on ABC. Uh, he was on a couple episodes of Hawaii 5.0 as two different characters. Oh, he was. Reverend Matthew Fordwick on the Waltons for Mm. four years. Okay. All right. Oh, he did an episode of Phyllis, an episode of Rhoda, uh, an episode of Starsky and Hutch, an episode of the Mary Tyler Moore show, again, as a reverend. Uh, Let's see. Oh, an episode of Barnaby Jones. Um, Oh, he was on an episode of the Bob Newhart show. Kojak, M.A.S.H. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like he he got his face out there in the 70s. Like Mm -hmm. his his very first role, it looks like, uh, was in 1968 in a TV movie called Crazy World, Crazy People. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, I, I wish he were still around. He was amazing. Yeah. Um, again, if if you watch anything, watch that episode of Buffy, because it is so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely one of the more notable and chilling um, episodes of that series to me. Um, so yeah. With with all that said about John Ritter and reminiscing, Stefan, why don't you tell us about our second movie?
0: Our second is one of my childhood favorite movies, Dennis the Menace. Uh, I, it's based off the Hank Ketchum cartoon. Uh, pretty famous. They were for a long time the mascots for Dairy Queen, but they got cheap and refused to re- re- renew the rights for that, unfortunately. Uh, Yeah. I first saw this movie. I remember, I distinctly have a memory seeing it in theaters with my mom, with, no, my dad and my sister. And I think it, it came out in the summer, but I thought we saw it on a school night. Um, Uh Yeah. But I do remember, uh, funny enough, and this will tie into the movie, we'll check off on it, is uh, it was when my mom was out of town on a work trip. Ah, okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, and I have kind of an indirect connection to the star, uh, Mason Gamble. I I never met him, but my roommate, my freshman year of high school, James, uh, he went to high school with him and actually had a picture with him in the dorms. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's directed by Nick Castle, who uh has directed some other things uh one movie i love of his from my childhood the boy who could fly jess have you ever heard of that movie i've mentioned Uh, it
1: you have brought it up several times
0: Uh uh-huh i remember Uh, not seen it yep uh and he did i believe uh the last starfighter which okay Maybe maybe check off on that for a future episode, potentially.
2: I,
1: I hope we can. Um, right. It, right. Was, it was supposed to be part of our childhood favorites this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, it got cut when we went down to two episodes a month. So right. maybe in the future, it is on our um, idea list.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So, and he did uh, that... Uh, tap he wrote the story for hook and we all know how much we love that movie and we'll defend it
1: that movie's amazing yes which oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh um so i found out uh madonna um my friend and uh our co-host uh a little while back um in musicals month got to meet rufio Yeah. So there's a picture of her and Rufio on Facebook that I might steal and put on our Instagram. Please do. Because that's also connected to Take the Lead.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. In addition, he also directed uh, Major Pain. Uh, Mr. Wrong, did you ever see that movie? Yes. Uh, it. You know, that uh. should have been a... That should have been a the lack of chemistry between Ellen DeGeneres and it Bill was Pullman so
1: bad and should have like,
0: been
1: a I like bad movies that like I saw that as a kid and it's pretty I cringy it bad. It yeah was very cringy
0: yeah it should have been pretty obvious uh, from the lack of chemistry between her and Bill Pullman that you know she didn't bat for that team
1: uh, well not necessarily some people just don't have chemistry true. But I think it was, was it was poorly it was written bad. more
0: than anything. Yeah. Uh,
1: the point where he what broke his finger when they're in a diner. Like,
0: oh god. Ew.
1: No, girl, run. Right. Like, no. That's not cute. That's not sweet. That's not loving. That's masochistic.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And uh for acting roles, he is most notable as the original Michael Myers in Halloween. I am not making this up. Dennis? No, uh, Nick Castle, the director.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got confused for a second. I'm like, what? What,
0: what happened?
1: <laughs> Dennis? Yep. Dennis is Michael Myers, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Michael Myers and he reprise that role a little bit for the new halloweens for, okay. ce- for certain scenes that didn't involve any big stunts right. yep just uh, some trivia there and uh i want to give credit to i almost picked him as my mvp uh jerry goldsmith's score for this movie is great I think it really elevates it. You really feel like it connects well with the characters and what's happening on screen. I always felt, and we've discussed Jerry Goldsmith before on this podcast. He's done a lot of Paul Verhoeven's movies. So like Basic Instinct and Hollow Man. I know we talked about him there. I always felt like Jerry Goldsmith was usually like better than the movies that he scored, if that makes sense like he okay. he was a better scorer that like you know he like he was on par about with John Williams but Williams seemed to get like the more acclaimed films okay yeah i
1: mean name name alone would carry it i mean i i don't know this guy's name um, okay. from jim bob But, you know, um, John Williams. Yeah, I've heard of John Williams. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, I can't say that this score was terribly outstanding for me. Um, I just... Not a lot of... uh, Not a lot connecting me to it or anything. I just... Mm -hmm. Nothing really stood out.
0: I I thought... I mean... Like I said, for, for a family film, for what seemed kind of like a lesser film, I thought it did. But that's just me. Mm. Um, so anyways, you know, we we open up with this, uh, this small town. And of course, you know, suburban Chicago because John Hughes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I remember years ago when I saw this movie. So I, I watched, I had this movie on VHS. And there was one summer, I think I watched it once a week. I loved it. Mom was like, you're watching that again? I'm like, yeah. And I remember asking her once, like, where does this movie take place? And she's like, I don't know, California. I don't know why I remember asking her that. And, Thanks, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we meet, you know, uh, Mr. Wilson played by the late, great Walter Matthau. Yes. One of my favorite performances of his.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, so good. Like, I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid. I think I saw it early 90s. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not see it in the theater, Um, but it reminded me of how amazing Walter Matthau was. Yeah. And definitely belonged in Grumpy Old
0: Men. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. In this movie, I can't picture anybody but him playing uh, Mr. Wilson.
1: Yeah. I mean, he did a great job. I mean, I, I grew up reading the comics and, mm-hmm. you know, Dennis and Mr. Wilson and all that. So, you know, they they both did a pretty good yep. job.
0: There was a really good um uh, on the DVD. There's a good uh, featurette where Mason Gamble is interviewed. And thankfully, even as a kid, he realized how lucky he was to work with a legend like him. Yeah. Yeah, which is wonderful. So, yeah, so the movie, uh, the movie starts. Yeah, and like, we get this intro scene where Mr. Wilson hears Dennis coming on his mm-hmm. uh, bike with his wagon, and uh, Mr. Like, you know, these two have a history. He runs in fear, yeah. hides, oh, and he's pretending yeah. to be sick. Yeah, and Dennis just walks into his house. I mean, I get that this is, you know, small, quiet, suburban, exurban town where, you know, there's not a lot of crime yet. We'll check off on that yet.
1: This kid is also like six. He's five. Okay. So like six. Yeah. Um,
0: A a year is a big difference at that age. But. mm -hmm. um,
1: Okay. Anyway, um, his parents should have taught him to knock at a door.
0: No kidding. No kidding. Uh, I know they say that later on after he shoots the, uh, the aspirin down his throat.
1: Yeah. Then... Which I have a note here for the aspirin bottle. That cap was not child proof. No. Uh-uh. No. He should not have been able to get it off that easily.
0: That's dangerous. I know.
1: Okay. The age between five and six is not that much different. Just going to say that.
0: I, I guess I meant more like, like, mental development at that age. But eh, you know, he the uh Mason Gamble would have been six years old when this was filmed. Yeah. Or six and a half. So yeah. And so then we meet uh the parents. It's uh Alice and Henry, right? Yep. Speaking of Henry, there we go. Another Henry. Uh and Leah Thompson, I remember a lot of people said Leah Thompson was her most attractive in this role. I've heard people say Are that you,
1: really mm. i i don't I didn't like I, that blonde did not suit her,
0: yeah, and
1: she, uh she was really skinny like yeah, I suppose skinny. it was, was kind of gross,
0: right, and so this exchange with them, I just you know where. <laughs> We''re Mr. Wilson shouting on the phone. <laughs> you can hear him. Mm-hmm. Your son shot Ashford. okay bye bye, bye, bye <laughs> And then, And then it's like this whole like you're out of school. I'll go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna imitate try to imitate Dennis a lot. By the way. I'll go back and then he's like, you have to go to Margaret's house. Mm-hmm. My life is falling apart. It's like kid. Life is going to kick your butt if you have that mentality. <laughs> At Cades that age.
1: are dramatic.
0: I know. Oh, I, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so. So, okay. I, I remember we had that exact same uh, car. That the, the red station wagon that Alice drives him to Margaret's house. Oh, okay. Yeah. My family had that exact same car.
2: Mm.
0: yep yep and so we we meet also uh at before that scene uh martha wilson played by joan plowright and i'm just gonna say it right up front this woman is my mvp okay of the movie she just always uh keeps uh him and mr wilson in check george i should say and you know, it's kind of the voice of reason, and is very motherly to Dennis, as we will see. Uh, see,
1: that's that's funny because I have the Wilsons as my MVP. Mm-hmm. So the two of them, in the fact that they were very balanced, they made a really great team. They made a really great couple. So
0: Legit. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and um, Joan Plowright has done t- tons of movies over the years. She. Uh, very acclaimed, nominated for, has never never won an Oscar, but won one of the only people to win two Golden Globes in the same year. Oh, wow. Yep, holds that distinction. Uh, She played a really similar role a couple years later in in the 101 Dalmatians, Mm. uh, the Glenn Close version as the nanny. Mm. Ninny, I think. Ninny the nanny. Yeah, how about that? Uh (laughs) Yep. And, uh, I acknowledge how acclaimed and amazing she is, but one of my most memorable roles for her other than this will be bringing down the house
2: <laughs>
0: i am i am ashamed that I laughed probably way too hard at that dinner table scene in that movie <laughs> it's it It's probably pretty racist,
1: yeah
0: I'll admit um. Part of the, the funny nature of that scene is just Queen Latifah's reactions. Yeah. And I read that that scene took like three days to film because they couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. And it, oh, it's, yeah. That, that, the movie, questionable, does, it maybe has an age the best, but it's charming. Uh, yeah. And uh, she is retired because she sadly went blind. Aw. Yep. But yep. She's amazing. amazing. She, she's a dame.
1: She's oh. been knighted. Yep. Nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we meet her. And so a subplot is George has a plant that's been gr- like growing for decades and it's going to bloom at the full moon on this exact date. And, you know... George that's on his mind and we'll we'll check off on that for later. So then he's, we meet... He's
1: been working on this thing for years. Oh, like
0: like like 30 40 years, 40 years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like
1: I think longer than his career. Like
0: J- just about he was with 43 and a half years with the post office. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I I told you I've seen this movie a lot. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. And so then we uh we meet Margaret and Joey. Margaret, I picture, Jess, you as a kid were maybe a little bit like Margaret. Seriously? Perhaps.
1: Wow, okay.
0: I mean, just really spunky. Mm. Or if you went back in time now and were in a kid's body, you might be more like Margaret.
1: That's a better... Uh, mm-hmm. Assertion. I was, I was a very much a tomboy as a kid.
0: She was. I mean, she was a girly girl, but also pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, kind of fit both. But <laughs> yeah,
1: I can no, fit. Wear dresses. We'll say that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I, right. I didn't wear dresses unless I absolutely had to.
0: Right. And so these kids. What they these kids What they wander off into the woods who I don't know and so these kids are like five, six
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they wander off into the woods unsupervised and yep. like holy crap. I mean yeah, the the nineties I guess. Yep. But yeah, and they they're gonna there's this tree house, they're gonna like fix it up and whatnot. And m- m- Margaret is also kind of a future nymphomaniac, I have a feeling. <laughs>
1: Okay, what makes you say that?
0: The sec- the sexual, like, hot lips.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's probably some dumb shit she heard that she repeated, which kids do a lot.
0: I know, but she's like, I love, uh, it'll be a love nest.
1: <laughs> yeah, kids repeat things without fully knowing what they oh, are. Oh,
0: I did that all the time. That's one reason why my mom didn't want me to watch certain movies.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, she let me watch Wayne's World when I was five. Mm. I, did, I did call my teacher a babe but not to her face not to her face yeah Yeah, I know I know um, so yeah that transpires and we get to the so we cut away again to the, the meeting so this is the, the garden selection committee and George has been his yard has been picked to host their gathering that year and we meet uh, an elderly couple. You will recognize these two if uh, you saw Home Alone.
1: Or listen to our episode of it.
0: Exactly. I was going to say that as well. Um, yeah, the man is Bill Irwin. Mm-hmm. He is my that actor for this movie and I could spend a whole podcast talking about everything that he has been in. He has, I'm on Wikipedia right now. I'm going to go to IMDB for how many acting credits he has. It's, it's, it's probably like it's, I mean, 246 acting credits.
1: Wow. Yep. You know, that might be a good episode for one of Chris's other shows shooting the shit.
0: Yeah, for sure he if you name a show from the 50s to the 90s even into the 2000s there's a strong chance he had a guest appearance on it mm. yeah his most famous one was an emmy nominated episode of seinfeld um or he he had a two episode arc or no, one episode, uh, Sidney Fields was the character's name, and he was nominated for an Emmy for that. And um Wow. Yeah, and he yeah, he he was on like I love like everything from I Love Lucy to My Name is Earl.
1: Wow. That's, yeah that's quite a range.
0: Yep. He passed away at the end of 2010 at the age of 96.
2: Okay. Good so long he acted
0: night. almost yeah, up until the end.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep, and he was uh, him, and then the woman played by Billy Bird. I love the name Billy for women. I don't know why. I always have. <sighs> and uh, they were on Home Alone as the elderly couple that Catherine O'Hara's character tried to barter for the ticket to uh, get back to the U.S.
1: Well, they were in the U.S.
0: They no, they the were still in. One. They were still in France. They were headed to Dallas oh, you're on right. that flight. Yep.
1: Oh, I got it confused with the second one. Oh my goodness.
0: That's <laughs> alright. Uh yeah, and so they have an a gag in this movie where they, they can't read they can't read the stuff, so they like exchange glasses, you know. <laughs> cute cute old people. Yeah. And so that's happening and that's cool. And then we cut to <sighs> hide and seek at night in the summer. <laughs> that oh man. We were there a lot of kids Jess, in your neighborhood growing up.
1: Uh yes.
0: Sa- same here and we we would play ga- night games till dark. We played uh kick the ball a variation of hide and seek. Okay. Uh yeah, and How does that, that work? So you there's someone guards the ball and they count to 20 and people hide and people have to sneak and uh, mm-hmm. kick the ball. And if you do that, you win. But if the person oh. sees you, they say over the ball on so-and-so and then you lose and you have to come out of your hiding spot.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we did that all the time so it brought back memories of that and just got how many kids are in this neighborhood. It's it's uh, we we were lucky to live in the original neighborhood we did at that time because by the time we moved to the our second house like most most of the kids had left. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And so that's a cool scene and then we meet we cut to a train on the tracks coming through and we meet Switchblade Sam, dun dun dun, and he is fucking terrifying, <laughs> uh, especially for a kids' movie. A really common complaint with this movie was that his character was too scary, mm. and he's filthy, disgusting. Somehow, still has contact lenses though. Mm-hmm. Wonder how okay, he cleans I those. Yeah, hope he cleans them because oh, that'll cause infection. Um, yeah, oh, and so
1: worried about that,
0: right, right. And so he comes out and is going to set in on this town. Yep, and uh we trying to see where we're at here. So then, uh and Tim Curry, by the way, speaking of terrifying, not like he he's played. I mean, Pennywise, of course, but Tim Curry was considered for this role.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I could have seen him in it.
1: Yeah, I I read a number of people were considered for this role.
0: Yeah. I love looking at actors and actresses that were considered for certain roles, and you wonder, like, what if? Mm
2: -hmm. That's
0: fun. Yep. And so uh, we get our first... I just want to say that this movie is raunchy at times. (laughs) I know we talk about... uh, We mentioned how... Problem Child was raunchy a lot. This movie is too. And here is one of those scenes. So they're taking, they're going out to the treehouse to paint and, you know, fix it up. And they are talking about how babies are created. And they get in a conversation about installing them in a woman's stomach. And Margaret asks how. I'm like, hmm. All right. Cool. And that's not even the most sexual joke we're going to get into this movie. We'll check off on that for him. What was their answer? The the belly button sticks out.
1: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm.
0: And men have them so they don't look weird in bathing suits.
1: Yes, I remember that line.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, Way to reel it in, writers. And so... Sam is right by. Sam is sets upon the kids, and he steals Margaret's doll. And I was wondering, this kid, why would you take a doll? And yeah, it's okay to sell it. It's an ant. It's expensive antique, as she says. I love Joey's line where he's like, maybe a berry. <laughs> I just love that line. <laughs> I love that line. And so, uh, Sam is kind of skulking around the town, and we, uh, he takes notice of the local police. And, you know, I, I guess I don't know, you know, because he, he's hints, you know, you should leave, get out. And the guy and he's like, I'm not moving on because, you know, you stopped to give me the breeze or whatever. Mm-hmm. And did you recognize that cop, by the way, from a, a big an episode of Family Matters?
1: Um, he looked familiar.
0: He was uh, Rachel and Harriet's dad there th- oh. that they thought was dead, that they thought died in Korea.
1: Oh, yep. OK. Yeah.
0: They actually had plot lines on Family Matters other than Steve Verkel. Yeah, and uh, I think he, he also played a uh, Martin Luther King, in oh, a, okay. like a made for TV movie. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I probably I think I watched in school like way back in the day. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, he just lets this guy sulk around the town, and you know, this he's spying on children. It's like this this guy is like a potential child molester here. You know, I mean.
1: I mean, you don't know that.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, don't he judge looks like.
1: By its cover.
0: I know, but he looks like. I mean, he just. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I know. I know. I mean, I've been judged before, you know, by how I look and how I stare at people. And, you know, we've talked about that before on here. Anyways, so then uh, we meet. We meet Polly, who's going to babysit for Dennis. And she brings a helmet and is wearing pants because that was the advice told by her friend. Yeah. And Jess, do you want to take away who Polly is?
1: Polly is my main that actor. Um played by Natasha Leon. Um she has had a very long career. Uh this yes, is she I was I was very surprised to see her because again I haven't seen this since I was a kid. Um mm-hmm. she's got a hundred and thirteen acting credits to her name. Um I you know I think I like her as an actor. Um apparently oh, she did the voice of Opal in Pee-wee's Playhouse. I did not mm. know that. That's amazing. Mm. Or she played Opal. So maybe she was a kid on the show. Um and in 93 she was in Dennis the Menace. Uh, she was Shelly in Krippendorf's Tribe if anybody remembers that. I wanted That's to a rent that movie, movie so badly and my mom would never let me. It's pretty um, goofy.
0: The same year she was in Slums of Beverly Hills.
1: I was just going to mention oh. that one.
0: Wasn't sure if you'd seen um, that.
1: Yep. And then she did... Uh, she was Jessica in American Pie. She was Megan in... But I'm a cheerleader. Uh, she finally, the
0: director's cut is finally coming out of that movie. Finally.
1: Detroit Rock City. Uh, she was in If These Walls Could Talk 2. She was on an episode of Will and Grace. She was in Scary Movie 2, American Pie 2... Um. Oh, she was in Kate and Leopold. Uh, a friend of mine that was his favorite movie. Mm. Um. No, sorry, Tristan and Isold. Uh, very different movies. Um, <laughs> she was uh Gretchen on an episode of Grounded for Life, which I really liked that series. She was in Party Monster, uh, as Brooke. Which I have I never really seen liked that. that show. Oh, or I really like that movie. I it's again based on another true crime case. Um, very good,
0: mm-hmm. very well
1: done. Um, Macaulay Culkin, Seth Green, um, you know the whole shebang. Um, it just it's it's so good. It's so well acted. Um, she was in Die, Mommy, Die. She was in the TV movie Old School, not the uh, actual mm-hmm. movie. Ah, uh, she was in *Blade Trinity*, new girl, the TV series. She did an episode of or *SVU*, her *Savu*. Uh she was in *American Reunion*. She, oh yes, she was Allison in *Girl Most Likely*, which is my favorite Kristen Wiig movie. See myself in it quite,
2: quite hmm. easily.
1: Um, and I, I love it very much. I bought it after the first time I saw it. Um, she did a couple episodes of *Weeds*. Um <laughs> she did an episode of NTSF S D S V or S U V, the T V series. Um <laughs> she was in The Quitter, she was in a short called Beetlejuice Two. Um Hello, my name is Doris. Uh she was on Inside Amy Schumer. Um, she's been in a lot of stuff. Um mm-hmm. And she, she always seems to play kind of the same person, the right. jaded, sarcastic girl, which,
0: yep. you know... Maybe, maybe sli- slightly grungy and trashy, perhaps.
1: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like she was on Portlandia for three years, which is yep. great. That's a funny show.
0: Do um, you remember that Reese Witherspoon movie we saw that um, Freeway? Yeah. Yeah. She's in the sequel to Freeway, which... Mm. Uh, th- that movie, the sequel is even more like white trash than the original. Like if you can, if you can even imagine that.
1: Oh, okay. It's, it's even
0: more like trashy. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, she was on Orange is the New Black as Nikki yeah. Nichols, which mm-hmm. was so great. Um, she starred in the show uh, Russian Doll. As great show Nadia Nadia if you haven't watched Wolfram. it. It's coming back. Yes. That, yeah that first season was really fantastic. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what they do with it. Um she's been on The Simpsons as Sophie a few times. Um she was on Steven Universe as Smoky Quartz. Um she was on a show called Ballmasters 9009 for 2 years mm. uh as Gaz Digsy. I've mm. never even heard of this, but sounds interesting um let's see oh she was on big mouth for a while uh as suzette and as nadia Volvikov. Mm. um and oh she played tallulah bankhead in the united states versus billy holiday
0: i haven't seen that but i want i to. haven't
1: either but it sounds pretty good yeah. um and actually there used to be a magazine called jane jane magazine Mm
0: -hmm. i remember it so
1: good i fell in love with it i had a subscription for a short while as a teenager no i was not reading 17 and cosmo girl i was reading jane um they they actually did a write-up um she had rented a an apartment in new york and i guess just trashed the shit out of it.
0: <laughs> that kind of sounds like something she would do at a certain point in her life.
1: Yeah, there just yeah. there were pictures, and it was a full like two page article write up, and it just was like, wow. So like part of me like I like her acting, but then I'm like, eh, really? I mean,
0: so, she's she's I had know. some issues with addiction.
1: I mean, true, but. Mm-hmm. I just, I know you can't believe, can't always believe everything you read. Just, I don't know her personally. I mm. can't say anything about her as a person, but I enjoy her acting. Um, yeah. And my uh, second um, kind of honorable mention that actor is the incomparable Christopher Lloyd. Um, I, Mm -hmm. I really don't have to say much about him because his name's enough about himself. Um, he is amazing. He is still acting. He still looks like himself. (laughs) Um, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, I actually, uh, I read something recently. Um, I think on Reddit where somebody had gone to a bar and sat down next to this like older guy and, uh, she was having a bad day, and he bought her a drink, which was really nice, and she was saying how her day was so bad, and he just, like, let her complain and go on and on and on, and she asked him what he was in town for, and, oh, yeah, I'm working on this movie, and, you know, she, she just thought he was, like, a behind-the-scenes person, (laughs) and uh, he's, after she uh, got done complaining, he's like, all right, well, you know, I got to I gotta head back to the movie now and headed off. And somebody came up to her later and was like, Don't you know who that was? And she's like, No, who? Was, That's Christopher Lloyd. Like, unbeknowingly, she sat there complaining about her day to Christopher Lloyd, who just sat there and bought her a drink and listened.
0: That's wonderful.
1: Yeah. And like, I've been a fan of Christopher Lloyd. Since I was a kid, since I was watching Taxi Reruns <laughs> on Nick at Night. Like, I love that show. The ensemble cast is amazing.
0: Yes. And
2: Christopher
1: Lloyd just helped it. Uh, the Reverend, uh, I think it was Jim Ignatowski. Yeah. um, And, you know, in Back to the Future and... I, I don't have to say much because he's amazing, but you're, you know, a real life story like that. Like you may not recognize him, but he just let you sit there and complain about your day and just listened.
0: Yeah. Like
1: it's just, it's amazing. And he did great in this film too.
0: Yeah. He was pretty, pretty unrecognizable in this film. I thought,
1: um, I mean, he's, he's, he's got the eyes, his eyes pop. Um, I suppose it it took me a number of years to recognize him as judge doom mm-hmm. in uh who framed Roger Rabbit, yeah, that he was unrecognizable for mm. me. um but otherwise i i I clocked him right away, mhm, so right, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so while um, so Dennis, then he's gonna get paint for the uh for the treehouse, and he spills it. Which you know, whoops, it happens.
1: Kids do that.
0: Kids do that. Yep.
1: Kids make messes.
0: Yep, and uh, his cleanup methods are unorthodox. <laughs> Vacuum he's it up. A kid. Yep. He's a kid. Like, yeah,
1: right. I, even my, you know, nine year old, my just turned nine year old, like some of the stuff he chooses to do, I'm still like, what? Like how? How did this come through your head? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and he's he's gotten into the habit of saying, well, I'm not a super genius like you, and it's like, mm. uh, uh, no, not a super genius either. But okay, this this is something I have to teach you. So right.
0: <laughs> I feel like I still am getting that with certain cleaning, you know, method with like, you know, cleaning products to use on certain things, you know. Yeah. It's a learning experience, you know, living on your own for the first time. Yeah. It's like floors don't just clean themselves. What? No. <laughs> nope. Um yeah, so he sucks the paint up with a vacuum and then he takes the vacuum outside. And- and like <laughs> he's like what does this button do shoots it up and it <laughs> lands it, and and it lands on the um grill in mr wilson's yard uh, and then <laughs> he, he loved this yeah. they eat the he eats the chicken he's like it tastes funny it tastes like paint And what, like you know, what paint tastes like? I guess the smell, and it would get in your mouth. I suppose.
1: I mean, your olfactory sense is a huge part of your taste. So
0: true. Um, I've always thought that was really funny. And so, Mr. Wilson wants to take action here and show that Dennis, you know, is uh, doing, you know, is causing trouble. So that night Mm -hmm. he proceeds to sneak over before Martha warns him not to, as in my favorite, I, I, I try to do a good impression of her. Aren't you taking this a bit far, George? He's only a boy. (laughs) (laughs) And I love how he's like, eh, whatever. My, my, um, former friend of mine, um, Blort, Blortney, uh, good, good, uh, by the way, for wine and crime gals, you know, to put that in my head, <laughs> I can say Blortney. Um, yes.
1: And yeah, people's names.
0: Yep. Especially, you know, someone I don't have a good opinion of anymore. Um, yeah, we did a good impression. We, we both watch this movie all the time. We loved it as adult, even because she had loved it since she was a kid. So, and we would imitate Mr. Wilson in that scene with how he's like, fair, you know, whatever. And so Dennis sneaks out of the house when Polly and, uh, uh, Mickey? Yes. Yeah, Mickey the boyfriend. Uh he he's another another bad actor. Uh,
1: uh Is he a that actor honorable mention?
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, that actor honorable mention. Uh uh his name his name is Devin Rattray. Okay. You will most recognize him as Buzz. <laughs> the older brother from Home Alone 1 and 2, which holy shit. He was only 13 in what? Home Alone 1.
1: Oh, okay. I can see that. I thought you, I thought you were going to say he was 13. He Devin. seemed a
0: lot older than, he seemed like 15 in that movie to me.
1: Mm. No, if Kevin was around 10, he seemed around like 13,
0: 14. I think Kevin was eight in the first one, oh. but he, he, he seemed at least, he seemed 15 to me. 4-4, uh, four, four, whatever. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, so in this one, he would have been 16. Well, uh, maybe 15, actually. Even 15, he seemed old for that. But whatever. How so was
1: he in Dennis the Menace?
0: 15, that's what I said.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yep, yep. And uh, so, you know, they're making out on the couch pretty intensely. And so Dennis sneaks out and starts playing Ding Dong Ditch. Did you ever play Ding Dong Ditch?
1: Um, our townhouses did not have doorbells, so it was more like knock-knock-ditch. Um, tried a couple times, it, it wasn't that great.
0: Right, yeah. I did it once accidentally when I was canvassing, it was, I rang the bell and I realized it was like a teacher from high school that I just hated and didn't (laughs) want to talk to her, so I I ran, I ran, (laughs) oops, (laughs) oops, 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 Oops. yeah. that's
1: when you get to be extra annoying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. yeah i've i've run into some people down here canvassing that i went to high school with when i knock on the door it's so crazy it's so surreal but um yeah so which i mean is you know because i didn't you know grow up down here it just shows that many people end up down here and uh anyways so uh we and uh Le- Leon by the way natasha leone and Devin rattray would both share a scene on an episode of Russian doll.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that.
0: Yeah. It was a scene where they were in a convenience store and he was watching something on TV. Mm. Yeah, they were both customers. Oh,
1: clerk? oh okay.
0: I th- I think he was a customer. It's a really brief scene. It's not long. Okay. Yep. Uh and so so Mr. Wilson is, you know, investigating the scene and he, you know, just gets beaten up along the way, the the just this this Rube Rube Goldberg you know method of how he gets with the, the ball <laughs> and everything. Ryan and I were out we were at uh an ice cream shop on Labor Day and this guy's coming around with a camera. He's like, Can I record you ask a question? I'm making a documentary. Do you know anything about Rube Goldberg? And I'm like, um, all I know is it's like with certain traps, you know, with how things line up and I I don't know, I kind of hope he doesn't include my answer. It wasn't very good. <laughs> but anyways, anyways. Um, so, you know, Dennis, uh, so they, they now these kids are gonna, they're gonna get this ding dong ditcher. So they have this trap where they pour water from the upper window and throw flour. And so Dennis runs away right when Mr. Wilson is coming <laughs> to yep. ring the bell, and he is just a am- he is just a stumbling mess at this point. And I love again Jerry Goldsmith's score makes the scene so much funnier, like the slow trumpet or trombone.
1: Okay, it's- I gotta I gotta throw out props to the um, sound effects people.
0: Yeah. The oh, yeah.
1: Racks that. You know, he has when he stands up. Like thats, that's not his body doing that. That's no. special sound effects. And mm-hmm. if you like, I grew up like where there were like special inserts on TV with different mm-hmm. like movie effects and how they do it. But if you get the chance, YouTube it because special sound effects are really cool.
0: Definitely. Again, this movie really it, – it, it had a higher production value than most kids-slash-family movies of the time, I feel.
2: hmm
0: Yeah. And so he he does that, rings the bell, and there's a tack – oh, God. They, they, that was a little gruesome, the tack on there. I mean, that would really hurt, especially oh, if you weren't yeah. expecting it. Yeah, th- they didn't need that in, but whatever. And so he gets – Doused with water and the flower throw. <laughs> they're just immediately like, sorry, night." Yep. <laughs> just lock <him> out. <laughs> like, you can't even come in and clean up. It's just, it's, I mean, you know, selfish teenagers. Um, but, well,
1: I mean, they're <laughs> kids. They well,
0: just, exactly.
1: They just flowered an old man. <laughs> <laughs> like what are they gonna do? Turn the hose on him?
0: Like well, I, true. I mean and yeah, and, okay, and it wasn't their house, to be fair.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, I get that. Um there was a teacher when I was in like elementary school who claimed that they did this minus the flour. They had a bucket of water and poured it, but by the time the new person rang the bell, it was some like Girl from his class that was selling Girl Scout cookies. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Hopefully, they bought a few boxes and a, as an apology. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and then you know, Dennis. You know, so Mar. He comes back. You know, Martha gets a good laugh at him, and it's funny and charming and all of that. Oh, I forgot. I love the nice. A nice um. Uh, point of Mickey's character is how he's illiterate
1: I mean I guess I don't find um, literacy issues funny
0: but oh I mean I mean well it's not like I mean he he seemed to be functional and you know everywhere else I mean that's I mean I don't know as a kid I always thought you know like impotent I thought that was funny Another sexual okay. joke in this movie.
1: Yep.
0: Yep. So. Then Dennis, as an apology. He goes to their house, to the Wilson's house. Uh, with an, I'm sorry, I shot paint on your chicken card. <laughs> as he calls it. And.
1: I mean, he's Mar- crying.
0: I know. And then Martha, Martha, Martha. Martha. You let him go up to the room. I, I know. I know she th- means well. I mean, this is one point where I'm kind of like, really?
1: Um, if, if my partner were still in bed that late and there was an annoying next door neighbor, I would probably let the next door neighbor up there, too. Mm. To be fair. Because, I mean, I live that regularly. My partner sleeps way too late on the weekends mm. and i i send an annoying little bugger up his way anyway so i i do not feel bad for mr wilson
0: i love i love your um i love your logic there <laughs> by I, the way
1: okay if your partner sleeps in until like 3 p.m.
0: Like, well okay
1: that's pretty excessive
0: Okay, I mean, it, it must have been early because the the photographer said he had a 9.30 appointment. So let's say it was 8.30. Yeah, but
1: also, you know, he had an appointment to be up for. He should be up.
0: Right, like, true.
1: Okay, Dennis, go wake him up. I don't want to.
0: That's legit. And so beforehand, we get my favorite Dennis monologue in the whole movie. And holy crap, is this dirty where he's like, we're getting poor. Let's see if I can do justice for it. We're getting poor. And my mom's got a job, you know, and um <laughs> my dad is so happy. He whistles in the morning. He's only he the only time he isn't happy is on Sundays when he and mom, my mom wrestle. They kind of like to be alone when they do that. I think it's cuz they take off their shirts and then they make funny <laughs> noises. <laughs> <laughs> and Martha's just like, uh, uh, okay, you can go upstairs. Yep. <laughs> I mean, she was probably doing a tag just to shut him up, too, I guess, yeah. to be to be fair. To be yeah. fair, as you say. To be fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, okay, that visual when I was a kid, I literally thought, so my dad and I used to wrestle, as father and son can do.
1: Yeah.
0: I got too big really quickly, what a shock, and I actually cracked one of his ribs one time, oops. Oh, no. I know, I know he had to wear a cast. I mean, like, a, like, like not like not padding, padding, he could walk fine. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. you know, he wasn't, like, and, bedridden.
1: And how tall are you, Stefan, for our listeners out there?
0: I'm uh, almost 6'5". Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was probably at the time, like, 5'5", five, five or something. You know, this was when I was, like, you know, 6 or 7. And I had this visual... <laughs>
1: Um, hold on, hold on. You were like five, five at like seven.
0: Well, probably not. I don't know. I I was, I I was, I was six foot when I was 13.
1: Okay. As an adult, I am five, four.
0: Okay. Well, (laughs) I don't remember. I'm at the height (laughs) level. No, I'm
1: just, I'm just saying like, that's, that's wild to think about.
0: Sure. Oh, I'm at the height level for the corkscrew at Valley fair when I was five.
1: Yep, I'm not oh, kidding. Oh wow! Oh oh. Mm-hmm. oh goodness!
0: Right, and uh, I had this visual in my head, just picturing Dennis's parents wrestling with no shirt, like literally wrestling. And <laughs> and that's, it's so it's just hilarious. And that that image has stuck with me for years. Like seeing you know Leah Thompson. Re- Re- oh, it's, just, it's it's so weird You know It's these little Little kids You know You don't think These jokes are dirty And then you realize Oh that's not what they meant Oh oh okay You know I mean
1: Was she wearing a bra In your mm-hmm. Your mind I don't think so Oh okay Did, did she have like A man chest
0: uh, I don't know Just like You know oh, Like okay. movie magic How like it's turned To the side Maybe oh. I don't know Okay I don't know Just Odd Random
1: Yeah Yep Yep yeah.
0: So, anyways, Dennis goes upstairs and starts. uh, He leaves the card, but he sees Mr. Wilson's dentures. And, you know, he tries to resist and he can't help. He's curious, you know. Nope, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's curious. And he starts playing. He takes him out and starts playing with him. And I'm just like, ew. (laughs) Yeah, and he cracks out two teeth, and I love
1: front teeth. I
0: and I love how he takes the back of it. He's like, "Uh oh," still plays with them even after that. Just uh oh.
1: Oh yeah, a toy isn't dead until it's in so many pieces you can't play with it anymore.
0: (laughs) That's a legit point.
1: (laughs) It's it's very true.
0: Right, and. He replaces the teeth with uh, Chiclets, which was great product placement for Chiclets. Have you ever had Chiclets?
1: Yes, but not yeah. a long time.
0: They're, you know, okay, whatever, about what you expect.
1: I mean, better than Juicy Fruit.
0: Yeah, I kind of like Juicy Fruit.
1: Yeah, but it loses its flavor in like 30 seconds.
0: True, which is still tw- 20 <laughs> seconds longer than Fruit Stripes.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very true.
0: Yeah. And so... Uh, you know Mr Wilson gets his picture t- and so he can tell he, they're they're in the they're there cuz he doesn't talk you know he's like Martha step back you're in the picture but he smiles fully for the picture and they don't even retake it Nope is the fucked up thing, you know, cause it's shown on the, the page, but okay. Yeah.
1: The photographer's in a hurry. He doesn't have time for this. Maybe that's what his teeth look like. Maybe that's what he wants his teeth to look like. Right. Maybe he wants to look like a rabbit. Who
0: knows? Right. And also, you know, this is before the days of digital cameras.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Those. Oh, those.
1: Film.
0: Young listeners. Those were, you know, we had, we, you, you didn't know how a picture was going to turn out until you got it. And to get it, you had to develop it, pay money and wait an hour. Yep they were dark dark times and then in the in the interim you could go rent a movie at a vid- at an actual store yep. and for more info on that listen to the Talkbuster podcast with our co-host Chris <laughs> <laughs> yep and uh, so so then we get to uh the uh, what it, yep so the Dennis's parents are in a conundrum where they both had business trips at the same time. And Alice's co-worker, uh, Andrea, who just looks like an Andrea, like an Andrea, or I thought her name was Veronica originally. <laughs> she looks like an Andrea or a Veronica, you know, has that, that 90s kind of like ball busting, you know,
1: mm-hmm. don't mess
0: with me look. And um, she's like, I'm not gonna be able to help you. I don't have children. I hate children, you know. Mm. Yeah.
1: She's like, I don't care about your problems. They don't pertain to me.
0: Yeah. And we're going to, she'll check off on her for the end of the movie. It's glorious. (laughs) And so we get to one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie here. The phone. And I should, this is another similarity between um, Problem Child and this, is there's a montage of an oldies song. Yes. And I love this scene where they're calling through their whole address book to find a babysitter for Dennis. It is so well done, and holy crap, does it reek 90s. Mm-hmm. These phones, the the duck phone, I, I always wanted that phone. <laughs> I always wanted that phone. And the one that lights up, and then holy crap, car phones? Yes. Car phones. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure my mom had a car phone. I thought it was so cool as a kid. It's like, wow, you can call. You're not in a building. How does it work? And <laughs> hmm, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so nobody else can babysit. And I, there was like the guy with the broken well, arm. Well, nobody they, it,
1: wants to. They be. don't want
0: to. Yeah. They don't want to. And I mean, it's a really big thing to ask someone. To ask, you know, can he stay here for a few days, or can you stay here? I mean that that that's a that's a big ask. I that, I get that. That's a
1: huge ask. But even getting somebody to babysit for an evening is hard. Mm-hmm. Like you can go through that in like so quick to try and find even just an evening babysitter. Like it right. is difficult.
0: Yeah. So, the last name, and conveniently that it's the end of the address book towards the end of the alphabet. George oh, and Martha no. Wilson. Yep. Hmm.
1: I mean, it's it's kind of like you know the your last resort, like grandma and grandpa. I don't want to bug you about this, but we need help.
0: Hmm. You know. Yep. So, so they take Dennis in, you know, and he. He's sweet, you know, and he's like, I want to, and Dennis, Dennis likes, the the main difference between Dennis and Junior is that Dennis always means well.
1: Well, again, Junior was retaliatory. Yes. Whereas Dennis is more curious.
0: Yeah. And Dennis had clearly a, a more, has had a more stable upbringing, obviously.
1: Well, Yes.
0: Yes. And uh, so, uh, and I love how he asks Mr. Wilson all you know all the questions about you know the combination lock because that is what kids do and that is how they develop. Yep. And I, I love it. I love seeing kids ask questions. Like you know, um, you know when I when I hear your son, you know, when your son asks questions,
1: yeah. And I was <laughs> and and as
0: you know and it's, you know annoying as they can be, occasionally you know it's like that's good. That that's how you develop.
1: Yeah, well I, I saw a poster in high school that I I've I've carried the, you know, um motto on it with me throughout my life and that's smart people ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um but actually I do have a note to mention about yeah. that scene where uh-huh. uh he's hanging out with Mr. Wilson in the office den area. Yeah. Um have you heard of numismatics, Stefan? I don't think so. Okay, so it's this study of coins, um mm-hmm. rare and collectible coins. And so that's what Mr. Wilson had collected is these coins. Um now i I worked for a coin company, a very, very well-known coin coin company, for a very mm-hmm. short while. um mm. i I realized that office settings are not for me. um <laughs> I did, I did decently well in there and my best customer was a blind woman, which is funny because rare and collectible coins are encapsulated in unopenable um, containers, basically Mm -hmm. these plastic fitted containers and they are graded um, by their mint um well they're graded on how good they are and so with mr wilson like picking up these coins and touching them like after having worked at this uh coin mm. company like and everything i learned there i'm just sitting there with like my hands and my hair like no <laughs> you're getting oil on the coins you're dropping one on the other you're gonna nick them what is wrong with you why aren't these in plastic? Ah! And that that goes to show you how decent of a salesperson I am. That my best customer was a blind woman
2: who can't mm-hmm. even
1: feel the coins. These coins for three, six, nine hundred dollars, a thousand dollars a piece. Like she just bought them to have them to set them up so other people could see them. Like it. It's just. Yeah. It's amazing and um yeah and so like later on when you know um spoiler alert they check uh, they spill out of um Christopher Lloyd's bag later on i'm just like ah, yeah ah, they're on the ground and they're getting dirty and they're getting nicked and ah.
0: i love this is oh. this is all great information i've never looked at it this way i love it
1: yeah, yeah. Um there's there's a whole side of coin collecting like in, you know, collecting and um you can even send coins in to be encapsulated and get their um like rating number on them. Um yeah, when I when I worked for that coin company, they came out with like a baseball coin that was like the first curved coin it was really mm. cool um but yeah and uh like i think my best sale was ten thousand dollars in one sale wow so yeah yep i uh i talked to a guy into buying a 10 pack of a specific coin and they were a thousand dollars a piece So, yeah, um, numismatics is a whole thing. It's the study and collection of coins. um, And there's actually, I've heard there's a really good um, numismatic section in one of the Smithsonian museums out in D.C. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, numismatics is really cool. But watching this movie, I'm just like, stop touching them. What are you doing?
0: i love this (laughs) this is great i love yeah i love learning you know new things about movies i love and like oh you know that's mm, interesting yeah i'm
1: just like every time you touch it it degrades the value stop it
0: (laughs) right (laughs) so then dennis does kind of his first like mess up since he's there he squirts out all the nasal spray and
1: Oh my gosh! Yes.
0: Yeah. Like, oh. like all of it, and then replaces <laughs> it with um the nasal spray with mouthwash, and the mouthwash with toilet oh. cleanser, if and you didn't knew,
1: it... If you knew this six year old was coming over, why wouldn't you put that away? Right. Come on. I'm oh g- yeah,
0: like, Yeah, that's that's legit.
1: I do I do a nasal spray at night for allergies, and I'm just mm-hmm. like ah. <laughs> no Yeah. Sorry.
0: yeah and so you know we know that's going to lead to something but then we get here and i will say when when joan plowright passes away i'm going to share this scene on facebook uh where she reads the poem to dennis yeah the wink and blink and a nod and you know, we see like Dennis's parents and how they're, you know, in separate cities, you know, but still thinking about their family, and it's it's a really beautiful scene, mm-hmm. and we and it adds depth uh, later on. Before we get so a comical scene where George uh, is in the bathroom and slips, and this is, you know, we talk about sound. You talk about sound effects before oh, how yeah. we how we this splits like that, and this legitimately scared me as a kid.
1: Okay, I want to know if that whale was him, or if that was specialty sound effects.
0: I think that whale was him. Okay. Yeah, um, but my dad was like, Stefan, don't worry. He's in a trap door, and those legs are fake. Don't worry about that. They didn't it <laughs> that way." Oh, that oh, that just ouch. And um, and so of course, you know, he does the the mouthwash, and the, and they're the wrong things, you know, and Ugh. it's painful. Oh yep uh, uh, it's where I first learned what a hernia was where Martha's a oh. like, oh, little thing, I oh, wish you got that hernia fixed uh-huh. yep and so uh they they get they get ready for bed and Martha, th- this adds, adds more depth to them as a couple uh we learn that you know they couldn't have children, yeah. I assume fertility issues.
1: Yeah. They said not for lack of trying.
0: Right. It it was, it was out of both of our hands and, you know, it reminds me, I just rewatched, um, uh, after Ed Asner died, I rewatched up.
1: I, I wanted to mention that when we talked about, uh, Walter Mathout passing away, Ed Asner Mm -hmm. just passed away within the last week. And, Oh my heart. Yeah. I I used I saw him on Mary Tyler Moore reruns on Nick at Night and he was, you know, the gruff but lovable guy. Mm-hmm. And I guess I really, you know, kind of hooked on to that, um, as I'm I'm kind of gruff but lovable at times. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> and uh I just you know, to see him in Elf and to hear his voice in Up. I actually just started watching Doug Days.
0: I really li- I liked it. I watched oh. I binged all of them. It was great.
1: Yeah, I watched I watched the yeah. first episode and I'm just like, oh. And uh, oh, he was in um. Oh, what's that? What's that one we watched together where he was in the nursing home? Um, oh, uh dead to dead me. To me. Yep.
0: They're finally filming the third and final season. Finally. Uh,
1: about time i know but no ed asner um i mean he with his work with um autism and charity and his body uh,
0: union unions progressive causes yeah
1: yeah yeah Um, he just he was an amazing man um Mm -hmm. he he tweeted a lot like yeah i was really surprised he did um but he he was getting up there he was 91 when mm-hmm. he passed and yep. like i'm not going to say it was sudden because he had a nice long life but yeah he did it it, it was kind of one of those things like he was still so present and tweeting and mm-hmm. things like that that you never think about it no and so it i guess i was just caught off guard but again he had a good long life so that that one kind of hit me a little yeah. hard. i got a little verklempt. so
0: uh, he was he had an uncredited role really randomly it must have been a favor for a friend there's a, a found footage movie i think it's on prime it's called mom it's an abbreviation for mothers of monsters Oh, okay. It's basically, we need to talk about Kevin in a found footage format.
1: I think I put that on my watch list.
0: And he plays like a therapist that she talks to on an online appointment. And it's like, I didn't think it was him at first. I'm like, Ed Asner wouldn't do this. And I'm like, holy crap, that's him. Yeah. Oh my God. It was like, I couldn't believe it was him. It was so random. Um, but anyways, he, he yeah. He
1: took good roles. He did.
0: No, he did. I, I I rewatched the, um, the, the final scene of Mary Tyler Moore. That's so sad. Mm, yeah. Were they all, you know, people, people, you know, we have the people that we meet in our lives that, you know, touch us and, you know, that, that, you know, that are, you know, there for us in hard times. And we never give enough credit to coworkers you know yeah. as someone someone like me who's had a lot of jobs over the years i've had some really great coworkers great colleagues and you know i don't talk to all of them anymore but when i remember them i smile
1: yeah
0: and that's that's very special and that's that scene the that final scene of mary tyler moore
1: mm-hmm. just
0: really showed that to me um well i
1: mean the majority of mary tyler moore took place in the production room like right I I watched most, if not every episode of that show. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it it was mainly that, you know, production room and writing and Mr. Grant's office and, oh, Mr. Grant! Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so, I mean, it it was, you know, par for the course that that last scene was going to be there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Ed Asner. Yeah. And uh, so, so you know, yeah, that, that added a, a good layer of depth to George and Martha's characters. Mm-hmm. And so Martha leaves, you know, Martha leaves at the same time Dennis leaves to get his dog Ruff because Ruff is, you know, barking and. Suspects he's really lonely. You know, that's nice of Dennis yeah. to check up on him.
1: I mean, dogs and, get separation anxiety.
0: Oh, yeah. Especially, and, and he, the dog is stuck in the house, you know, like in his dog house. Like he's outside, yeah. basically. It's like, oh, you poor thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we get this. So George feels bad, comes downstairs, and we see what we think is Martha in the chair. <laughs> I am not kidding. I am not kidding. The first time my sister and I saw this movie, we thought that was switchblade Sam in the chair. What? Because we saw him. <laughs> remember, we saw him as, you know, that he was like there with the moon on the bridge. And that's a well done scene mm. to just get cut, you know, that the sappy moment, like, oop, no, there's, there's evil afoot.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: love how well done that is. Uh, so yeah, like,
1: don't get too comfortable now.
0: No, no, that's how we thought that. How we thought that okay. that was him potentially that. yep and so uh <laughs> george kisses the dog by accident and it's like
1: well he doesn't just kiss the dog he makes a heartfelt apology to martha
0: right yeah and martha hears it and martha like doesn't you know <laughs> like she comes Martha's out
1: behind him watching the whole thing
0: right and it's it's just funny how she like, you know, comes in and is like, you know, doesn't say anything right away. <laughs> like oh, George, I totally you're... would
1: let Dan do that. I'd be like, <laughs>
0: you're
1: a dick. you can kiss the dog."
0: Yeah, oh, legit, legit. <laughs> yep. So, uh it's the uh the day is the day of the party. Yeah, it is. So so it's the next day, the day of the party, but Dennis's parents are supposed to come home. Well, and when...
1: When did the canoe in the attic come into play?
0: I'm, I'm getting to that now. This is this oh, okay. is the, day, the same day. Okay. Yep. Okay. Wow. So, so it was only the business trip only was like two days. I mean, I guess.
1: Yeah, that happens.
0: Yeah, I suppose. And uh, so.
1: I mean, this was the early nineties. There wasn't really email or internet or anything like or, that. So. Or
0: zoom or anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so if that's you gotta, legit. you know,
1: if you need specific papers signed and you know maybe you don't have a fax machine you know or you need to be a witness to it or any other number of stupid reasons you have to fly out somewhere and stay over Mm -hmm. and fly back
0: very true and so uh they're looking you know they're up in the attic and dennis again raunchy in this movie finds a peep show is what this magazine is called (laughs) like an old uh, an off-brand playboy (laughs) you gotta be pretty brave to ride a tiger in your underpants
1: <laughs> okay but i gotta say it's really cute because he's dressed up in like all this stuff that they like found in the i America know it is and cute peep show
0: like, it is it is cute
1: it, it makes me it think of like those like classic black and white pictures of like little little kids in like adult clothing it's
0: yeah yeah so, so It is. It is. And so he called like George calls the garden, the GD garden lanterns. And I thought as a kid, I thought GD was like a brand. Like that was the brand. name. I did. I did. did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so we find out, uh, uh Oh, you know, uh, Alice is stuck in Oklahoma city where it's pouring rain, which wow, shitty luck, you know, for Oklahoma city to rain that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, today with climate change, anything is possible. Yep. And uh, so George is mad and Martha is like, you know, we're going to do this. Just, you know, don't, don't forsake your neighbors. And we get one. This is the, the moment where Martha is my MVP. Where George is like, why is it that when everyone else feasts on the pleasures of life, I get the indigestion because you're an old grump and just walks up the stairs. And this as a kid, as a budding, a budding gay, a budding little gay, I am just like, I'm, I'm going to see if you can hear it. I'm just mm, mm, mm. like triple <laughs> snap, girl, girl, go. I just I, yeah. I love her. I love her. Just how she walks up the stairs. Like fuck you, I I love that. So I
1: I I gotta I gotta press the pause button here. Who the fuck stores a canoe in an attic?
0: I guess someone who wasn't gonna use it.
1: Then then get rid of it. Sell it. Put it in the rafters of your garage. But the attic like, you mm-hmm. have to take it through the entire house all the way up to the top floor, and then it's not even just chilling there. It is well, like, held up by a pulley and rope system. Right. Like, what the hell is going on? I understand it was placed there for comedic effect, but damn, you couldn't think of anything else besides a canoe? Right. Sorry. Like, I just... this this just boggled my mind like why was there a fucking canoe in an attic um not to mention that we just went on a canoe trip for the guides um the OSG Baden Powell scouts so i i have canoes on the mind but who stores their canoe in an attic
0: you went on a canoe trip
2: um
1: it, it was going to be like a three-hour canoe trip for the guides. And then it was kind of windy that day. So it was just mm. kind of like a canoe trip around the lake. And okay. uh, Dan and I stayed on shore because I have, you know, mobility issues. And Dan has a uh, bad disc in his back. Um, but oh, no, Vincent, he has that
2: now. Oh, no.
1: Yeah. But mm. Vincent was able to mm. go out. Um, and learn about canoeing with some of the families, which was really great. And we stayed back and watched, you know, people's bags and stuff on shore so that they didn't have to take them in the canoes. Cool. So yeah, I had canoes on the brain and I'm Mm. like, you know, even store it in the basement. I can see that, you know, I'll I'll give you that store it in the basement. Fine. But the attic, like Mm -hmm. the most ridiculous out of the way hard to get at place like you're not doing anything with this except storing lanterns in it which is a right. stupid place to store lanterns anyway right Fucking can sell it get rid of it give it to george and or give it to henry and dennis like fuck get rid right. of the damn thing
0: <laughs> i love how dennis when they fall when the lanterns fall on mr wilson he's like I think he picks up the one of his faces. Like, I think I better go outside and play. And he just puts it back. <laughs> he just <laughs> puts it back on his face. <laughs> like, does yep. it? I love that. <sighs> I love it. it um, logic. Exactly. And so uh, it's the night of the party. And, oh, so we're going to get to, there was a deleted scene here. Which we can check oh. off on for later in the movie, I guess. It explains kind of how Switchblade Sam ended up in the neighborhood.
1: Oh, well, I mean, that would be nice to know. I mean, I just figured. Yeah, it
0: was on yeah. The so, so you might you might notice later on in the movie when uh, Margaret has her doll again. Yeah. How did that happen? It's a goof. Well, yeah, it is a goof technically, but there was a deleted scene where they. So they were shown to be in the at the treehouse painting it mm. and that when they're walking home, they run into Sam and he like drops his bag and Margaret's doll comes out and he mentions like, oh, I was he makes it like I was fixing it or something like that. And oh. he give, he's like, it's done. He gives it back to her to save face. And then they wander and then he follows them back. Ah, yeah. Okay. So I, I always wondered that as a kid because it's a major goof. But um,
2: right.
0: yeah, yeah. So that that was a, a deleted scene, and uh, so so the the party's happening, and holy crap, that many old people driving! Like I would get off the fucking road. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, be uh, careful who you alienate, there, Stefan.
0: Yeah, true I mean, Those I. Are... No, I'm I know.
1: I'm on the stance that everybody should retake the driver's test when you renew your license, but I know. Oh no, I, I, I agree. Like that.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. I
1: um, agree. And I, I do agree with you that some people are on the road longer than they should be. Um, like... But <laughs> be, be careful there.
0: No, I know. It's just, there was a really funny South park episode <laughs> that dealt with this really well. <laughs> It was great. It was hilarious. Um, Yeah. So the party is there. And uh, so Dennis is in a little suit. He looks looks so adorable in that thing.
1: He does.
0: He does. And so George is just a flat out like, you know, your mom didn't show up, Dennis. This is a really important night. Mind your manners and don't embarrass me. Um, And he gets hounded by cheek pinchers. I think it's so funny. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm glad that, um, I, I can't think of the word for it, but that, uh, that idea that old people just pinch your cheeks, Mm -hmm. like, I honestly can't think of a time when my cheeks got pinched when it wasn't like, because we were talking about cheek pinching, like, right. It, it was never a thing. No. So yeah, I'm. I'm glad that has gone away. Right. Yeah. Very. 20, very 21. true.
0: Yep. Yep. And so, Dennis is out of sight from the thing. Which this this scene was kind of like, you know, like kind of their own fault because they they put him yes. out of you know out of sight. It's like you should have oh, just no. had It's
1: their own fault on several <laughs> levels. Oh no.
0: Yeah. I mean. And so Dennis like sees the button. What is that button gonna do? Kind of amazed he wouldn't know this already, but because he's a smart kid, that's the thing. He's not stupid. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, so pushes the button in the garage. Uh, and just ah, uh, this ruins this beautiful dessert spread. I would be livid.
1: Okay, but uh, seriously, seriously, one. Who puts a six year old <laughs> next to the button for the garage door? Or well,
0: not, and not Especially even like not have him supervised serious. out of the house. Yeah, is the other thing. Yeah. Like, like not like, have him in front of you.
1: I, give, and two, give him something to play with mm-hmm. something that does not make noise, whatever. Just something to occupy him because this is boring as fuck. Exactly. Two, if you're going to put a full-ass food spread in your driveway, which is already not the best place for it, how about you use your brain and think about how far out that garage door is going to come right. before setting the tables. Mm-hmm. And, like, I understand it's in the script, it's a movie, but rawr!
0: Yeah. I agree, and I love. So, how, so I love how the
2: photographer.
0: I love how the photographer takes a picture of the the, the mess. <laughs> well, what <laughs> else
1: do you take a picture of?
0: Right, um, and so so Dennis is sent to his room where he probably should have been the whole time. Realistically. Um,
1: you're just gonna lock a kid away in his room while you have this big like celebration
0: Mm, true i guess
1: so i actually had here mean words which i i need to say this because this is mean this is severe for a six-year-old um
0: what what mr what wilson says to dennis yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we're we're gonna get to that absolutely.
1: Okay. I, and I have so, here. I want to say it.
0: <laughs> so we get here. Um, uh, Dennis is alone, and Switchblade Sam has snuck into the house. And which, holy crap, fucking guts to you know do that when there's a huge ass party right right in the backyard.
1: Um. There used to be a show on I want to say Discovery called It Takes a Thief. Mm-hmm. Um, or something similar to that, where these two guys who were reformed thieves um were hired to go in and try to steal from people. And a lot of times it happened during house parties. You know, because I mean if if you blend in walk in and well, yeah, I mean what as long as you're not wearing, you know, all black and a ski mask, you're pretty much fine.
0: True. You know, and I mean, if
1: somebody asks you, with, "Oh, I'm with Sarah. Oh, I'm with John," you know.
0: Right. I mean, I mean th- that's legit, but but this is but everyone's outside, and I mean Sam clearly stands out, as we've what, seen somebody before.
1: Somebody didn't have to
0: go to the
1: bathroom. Huh? <laughs> I said what? Somebody didn't have to go to the bathroom.
0: Exactly. Um. <laughs> yeah, and so. And we see he's an experienced criminal because he knows about the fake bookshelves. Yep. Yep. And how uh, uh, you know people use their their address <laughs> as their combination, which I mean, yeah, that that's kind of you know, don't do that. And uh, so they, so uh, he steals the coins, but you know, stomps, and Dennis hears it, so he walks downstairs. Well, didn't see, he even, like drop? A he,
1: book dropped a
0: or coin. he dropped uh, a coin. He dropped the. The, one of the coins and Dropping
1: a coin on a carpet. I don't think would make that much noise.
0: It was hardwood.
1: Oh, well, he, he, he
0: stomped on it. Remember?
1: Oh yeah. That oh, that was
0: the noise goodness that goodness. Dennis heard. And so, um, right at this moment, the plant is blooming this 40 year old plant. It's starting to bloom and mm-hmm. Dennis hears it and runs out and, you know, he, he sees that, you know, the, the safe is, you know, it's been taken, the gold. And right as it's blooming, he goes, Mr. Wilson, somebody robbed your house. So, you know, the, the, the crowd and Mr. Wilson, they miss seeing the plant bloom. And, okay, at this point, I mean, it, it was Dennis obviously did. At this point, he really was just trying to help. Yep. At this point. And, okay, this is the thing. I don't get why Mr. Wilson didn't have somebody videotaping that. I don't I either. I would have I done that. I mean, they could have had it and had, like, oh, it got knocked down or something like that. They,
1: they should have had a TV crew there for what it was. Yeah. Like, that's newsworthy.
0: That is. And in, in a small town, definitely.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So, Mr. Wilson is upset and comes over and gives it to Dennis. And, you know, what you, you, I'll let you say this.
1: Okay, so I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do my best here. Mm-hmm. He straight up says to Dennis, You're a pest, a menace, a selfish, spoiled little boy, and I've no use for you. You took something from me that I can never get back, something that means more to me than you ever will. You understand? I don't want to see you. I don't want to know you. Get out of my way. Oh.
0: It's rough. Yeah.
1: That's, that's devastating. Mm-hmm. Like this this neighbor that's supposed to be like a friend, like a close friend says that to you. An adult that you mm-hmm. look up to says that to you. Ouch. Yeah. Like it's ow. Sad. Like that's gonna fucking stick with him for mm-hmm. his life. Right. Like Oh, that's, that's like the glass plate theory. Like, even if you come back and say you're sorry, like, it's not going to be the same. Exactly. Oh.
0: hmm
1: Just, oh.
0: Yeah. And so, Dennis rightfully is upset and he runs away.
1: Oh, he's crying. Takes
0: off. He, he's, it's gr- oh. great acting by Mason Gamble
1: yeah. in this part. He, oh, I want to give him a hug.
0: I can't believe he, he got a Razzie nomination for this movie for worst new star.
1: Okay. Well, the Razzies can take a flying leap.
0: Yeah. With Roger Ebert. Huh? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Check them all out the window.
0: Yeah. I, um, yeah. And so Alice arrives home. I, I love the music as Alice pulls up. It's like how the theme changes again. Jerry Goldsmith is great. And, uh, so, uh, Dennis is, you know, biking through the woods, and it's really creepy at night. There's an owl, and, you know, I guess owls can be creepy. Mm -hmm. And...
1: Dennis runs away
0: because Mm -hmm.
1: of Mr. Wilson.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought I said he ran away.
1: Oh, I guess I didn't catch that. Oh, it it was was
0: a bit before. And so... He runs into Switchblade Sam. And holy (laughs) crap, is this moment creepy. I mean, this... As a kid, this, this is pretty terrifying. And so, uh, they're home, you know, and they have no idea where Dennis is and, you know, George feels bad as and he, should. he, he gets in his station wagon or his old Cadillac, whatever, you know, it looks like a, like a, a classic, like senior citizen car of the time. <laughs> I, oh, I don't yeah. know, car as well. And he takes off looking for Dennis Boom. And so we reach the climax where he is with, <laughs> he, he is so, he has been kidnapped by Sam, Switchblade Sam. And, and he's just like, <laughs> they, this whole scene, just how Sam does not know what he's into. And just, Dennis is like, all oh, these girls like, where do you put a cork? when you put a cork in it? What's a yap? <laughs> just all these, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I can't shut my mouth because my nose is stuffy. <laughs> From my
1: allergies.
0: Yep. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a legit point, though. I mean, I've had yeah. allergies in the past, and that is legit. Um, touches,
1: you know, shut your app. I can't. Yeah. He, yeah. At this part, he reminds me, did you watch Old School Tom and Jerry?
0: A little bit, maybe.
1: Okay, he reminds me of, like, the squeaky gray mouse with the diaper. Okay. Like, you know, oh, I can't do that because of this. And do, 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 Maybe it wasn't Tom and Jerry. Maybe. I don't know. The, at one point in uh, classic era cartoons, there was a mouse with a gray mouse with a diaper. And it was very babyish and very kid logic. And that's uh-huh. what that's what it made me think of.
0: For sure, and so you know he tries. So he, in his, he accidentally hurts uh, Sam by you know hitting the marble in the head with the slingshot, and you know he, <laughs> the the uh, hot coals go in his pants because he's like trying to get the fire. <laughs> just this whole Rube Goldberg, if you may, <laughs> chain of events, you know.
2: Um, I would associate
0: Final Destination movies with Rube Goldberg.
1: I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually have here, he's a typical six-year-old with really good aim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somehow he's got really good aim.
0: Well, that was more like dumb luck.
1: Yeah, but it's it's been a constant throughout the movie that he's mm-hmm. got this quote-unquote dumb luck or really good aim for a six-year-old, mm-hmm. which is not unheard of. But,
0: no.
1: you know, like, if he's that good with his slingshot, he's obviously had a lot of practice.
0: Right. Right. And so, uh, we then cut to, and I, I love this. I love this part. How we see the neighborhood, Dennis's neighborhood is Bustling. Mm-hmm. Everybody is looking for him. And yeah, you know, they're not they're not doing it very efficiently, but still. The kids, they are like, they want to find Dennis. Oh, they're yeah.
1: Like, we are like, looking for I'm
0: like, this is fucking what community looks like. And I yes. love it. I yes. love it. It reminded me of um, years ago, we almost lost um, one of our cats due to the uh, some negligence of my father. I won't really get into that. Oh. But... Um, our whole neighborhood was out looking for our cat. It took him. It took us hours, but we found him. Okay. And he wasn't very far away. But uh, yeah, so I'm so thankful. I never had to. To I mean, I I've lost pets, pets, and they've died, but I've never, I've never had one run away or lost one like prematurely, where they got like hit by a car.
1: Yeah, I've I've never had one run away. Um, mm-hmm. We had a little scare with. Um, My current dog, uh, just when we got her from the uh, Humane Society, I forgot that our backyard wasn't fully Uh. fenced. And so I let her out to go potty and I, you know, looked out a moment later to see how she was doing and she had run over into the parking lot behind the, uh, the grocery, the market by mm-hmm. my house and, um, I saw her and I'm like, oh crap. And I called her and she came right away, which mm-hmm. was pretty awesome for a dog that I barely knew, but, um, she's, she's always been pretty good about coming right back. Right. Um, like even if she ran off, if I called her, she would come right back. So, yeah. I, I am thankful for that as well, but I wanted to touch on, um, community, um, like, despite being a menace, this kid is very well known, even more so maybe for the fact that he is a menace. Oh yeah. Because he's recognizable, you know, and you remember him. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if Joey went missing, you know, he's, a brunette caucasian boy who's like five years old and barely speaks right and understandably this is a small town and hopefully they would know you know the the majority of the kids in their neighborhood but you know dennis and his antics would stand out more than some other kids
0: the cop even mentions that at the end oh does he yeah oh yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So we uh, we cut back to Sam, and so Sam is trying to is going to tie up Dennis, and <laughs> Dennis makes the comment, "A lot of people have tried to tie me up. I'll just get out." I'm like, "What kind of people are you associating with, kid?" Babysitters
1: <laughs> like, who want him to sit still.
0: I know, and it's creepy. <laughs> Um <laughs> anyways, and so he's like, I'll just get out and I'll just keep doing it. And so he easily gets out and he ties his leg la- he, he ties him. And speaking of body cracks, I love where he's like he grabs his hand, bend down, he pulls him and he cracks <laughs> the, yeah. the well, back cracks. He, That's a great touch.
2: Isn't
1: he first in the handcuffs? Is no, he, he puts
0: he puts them on later.
1: Oh. when he pulls
0: his arm down to connect him to the rope.
1: Yeah. He's like
0: he's like hog ties him. Basically,
1: well, it's funny when he's like weaving this rope between his <laughs> ankles. I'm like, did this kid take a class in shibari? What is going on here? Like, mm-hmm. this is wild. How does this kid know this much about rope tying?
0: <laughs> right? It, you know, I mean, he mentions, you know, Mr. Wilson taught him how to tie knots, and which he brings it down that, that rope. And that rope was like a, basically a noose. I'm like, okay. Well, not really a noose, the, but it looked the like
1: the other one. end was a noose when he throws it down. To...
0: <laughs> yeah. Damn. I'm like, that's what did miss, what is Mr. Wilson hinting at something there? I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, so, so he, you know, is like, get the key, you know? And so he, trips over the stuff and the key goes in the beans and at this point um he's like we're only gonna get the key if you know you eat it and well you know you can spit it out and i love how dennis is not phased by this creepy ass grown man that says you know i'm gonna kill you <laughs> he's like whatever you can't move whatever
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he has heard that from several people before true Like with, with his antics or even with babysitters and the shit he pulls with them. Like, I'm, I'm sure that he has heard that plenty of times. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, whatever.
0: Right. Right. And so, uh, he, you know, feeds him and okay. I've seen this movie many times. Could we see the key in the first scoop of beans? Was that smear? Was that lighting?
1: Oh, I don't know. I wasn't.
0: Okay. I've, I've never, I've never, I've always thought we could, but maybe not. It looked like you maybe could for a little bit when he scooped it up and they zoomed in on it. I
1: probably. don't know. So, if, yeah. If it's that, like, zoomed in on, then probably.
0: Right. And so, uh, what a shock. Sam swallows the key. Of course. So, what's going to happen? So he, uh, um,. What happens then? So he like gets the, he like pulls, he gets a hold of a knife, yeah, and cuts himself loose. Oh yeah, De- oh yeah, Dennis. Uh,
1: no, he doesn't cut himself loose.
0: No. Oh yeah, because Dennis like covers himself up with a covers up with a blanket, right? And it's on fire. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then <laughs> falls into the river. The I river. Think?
0: Yeah, on the same barge twice. Yeah. Like okay, yeah. Um and so at this point, you know, he's loose except for the handcuffs and he's ready to kill. Like he's going to flat out kill Dennis. And Maybe. Dennis realize yeah, I mean this, well he had the knife ready to go.
1: Yeah, like, but he's now in the river.
0: Well, yeah, but but he gets up and and says, yeah.
1: Okay. So Dennis has to, like, he oh, yeah, sets he... up a pulley system.
0: Oh, yeah. Rope. Yeah, this was intricate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, sets up a pulley system with this rope. And the rope he's, the other end of the rope that he sends back down to um, the crook um, is shaped like a noose, which is which... like, huh, okay, that's, yeah. that's a little foreboding.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: but he uh, um, gosh, what is Sam, what?
0: Switchblade Sam.
1: Switchblade Sam, thank you. I kept wanting to say like Sam Blackwell. I'm like, that's not right. Mm. Um, (laughs) Switchblade Sam. Um, So he, he lets this rope down to Switchblade Sam who gets it around his body and this train comes by and Dennis had pullied the rope around a spot that the train could pick up um and so while switchblade sam had this rope around his body the train comes by and um the rope gets hooked on it and he gets pulled all the way up to the opening that the rope Mm-hmm. Uh, was sent through and i have on here that he would have been fucking cut in half
0: probably but yeah
1: no that's that's your fucking bread basket the only bone you have there is oh your spine.
0: yeah yeah i get it yeah true
1: you're you're fucking dead like that rope is going through your body
0: he would have been black dialed
1: uh yeah pretty mm-hmm. much without the smile you yeah. know It just, yeah, he, he would have been in half. He would have been possibly hanging by his spine. Um, but anyway, uh, to make, to make the movie, not as gross as it could be. Um, the rope comes undone from the train and he Hmm. falls back down onto the concrete. Right. A lovely splat, which Um. I can only imagine how painful that was.
0: Right. And to add insult to injury, he gets uh, penetrated by his switchblade. Yep. Yep.
1: yep. He lands on yep. his own knife.
0: And so we cut to the next morning and kind of, you know, as a full circle moment to the opening of the movie. Uh, you know, Mr. Wilson, you know, didn't find Dennis. Dennis is still missing. And, you know, he's wants he him feels to come bad home. about it. But, yeah. Wants him to come home, doesn't. But then suddenly he hears his uh bicycle and you know yeah and so dennis is coming and pulling a full-grown man probably 150 pounds <laughs> in his so. wagon in his wagon like it's <laughs> nothing like holy crap Kid, kids got kids got quads seriously
1: okay but isn't he like bringing him because he's hurt and he got stabbed probably oh. Yeah, I think I think he's bringing him to like try to help him. He doesn't.
0: Oh well. Oh no, no. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But uh, still that that a five year old could do that. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, I guess it depends on how well oiled your wagon wheels are.
0: Mm, maybe. maybe. Yeah. But
1: he he would have to have a lot of muscle to get him up from under that bridge. Okay. Right.
0: And bi- biking and biking on a trail is hard. It's not pavement. Yeah. For I mean, it's you know, there's, yeah. 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 Oh,
1: Should have had an extra scene
0: in there showing that happen, but yeah. <laughs> right. And I, so. Oh my
1: gosh, I can only imagine.
0: And and Sam, God, he he looks like shit. <laughs> He's through the ringer, and so.
1: Well, I mean, a night with Dennis will do that.
0: Right. And so, there's a happy reunion. Everyone is happy, and you know. Uh, Sam goes to prison, and the cop is like, you know, and you can tell everyone at the big house, you've met our Dennis Mitchell. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, uh, we cut to that night, and Alice says she doesn't have to travel for her job anymore, and they're <laughs> going to set up a daycare so she can take Dennis to work, and, you know, they're like, you know, no, we can watch him, and they insist no, but...
1: Yeah, George thanks, is like, but no thanks.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, and... and We used to, like, we had a, um, not a daycare at my mom's place, but, like, a program we went to the first when my sister and I were really little, but then we did, like, the, we had our, our, you know, at home, uh, I mean, if you want to call it, the term nanny is kind of outdated, I feel like, but whatever. Um,
1: I mean, there are still nannies out there.
0: Yeah, yeah, the manny, that's true.
1: Well, and nannies, and au pairs, and oh, yeah. childcare oh, care oh, oh. workers, and...
0: Au pair. Au pair is so hoity-toity.
1: Well, I mean, it's generally a person from another country.
0: Right. Or a governess. is <laughs> the other one.
1: <laughs> That's yep. a little dated.
0: <laughs> right. And so, <laughs> they, uh... Dennis is roasting a marshmallow that catches on fire. And I I always burn marshmallows like that when I roast them. Really? I can never get the good medium. Mm. And so he swings it and it flies off and lands on Mr. Wilson's forehead, which (laughs) Holy crap, pull that thing off right away. That's gonna.
1: Have you seen the new guy? Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes me think of the scene with Lyle Lovett.
0: (laughs) I don't remember that scene.
1: Oh, there's a part where DJ Qualls was roasting marshmallows with Lyle Lovett, who played his mm, dad. Yeah, and he, you know, he's trying to, you know, wave the fire out instead of just fucking blowing on it. And mm. he, uh, he flicks it and it goes right in like Lyle Lovett's eye. It's just, Ouch! It's ridiculous.
0: Oh, was this the at the beginning where he like you know kept getting unjustly like sent to the police or something you know?
1: No, like oh, his dad didn't send him to the police. He just, you know.
0: Oh, I, this was I, I later remember.
1: on. Yeah, this is, uh, oh. This is after he got his, like, makeover and started. Oh,
0: okay. Control. All right. I got it. Okay. He's like
1: spending a little time with his dad and he, like, tries ya. to, like, say one of his cool guy mottos on mm-hmm. his dad. And He's like, no, oh shit. I got to help you.
0: Okay. Right. <laughs> so the final scene in this movie is, uh,. Dennis is at his mom's work and I, and she, she has set this up like this is mm-hmm. deliberate and I love it. You know, so I love Aren't supposed to it. And so Andrea comes into the printing room and she's like, aren't you supposed to be in the daycare area? And she's like, I was, but the woman said that if I, the, the lady said, if she had to look at me for five more seconds, she'd jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like a nice lady know order to do that. And, And Dennis has to push the button, she's like, No, you can't, because you know which button to push. And she you know
1: he can read, because he's like five.
0: Yeah.
1: He can read a word like print.
0: Right. It's this one, and she gets sucked on the printer and her face is smashed and so funny, you know, and the, the prints off and it's hilarious. And she she got her own. She got her due. Yeah. And that is Dennis the Menace. I know this went long, but I fucking love this movie.
1: Yeah, and I, I I love Problem Child. So, I mean, sorry Chris, but we couldn't we couldn't help ourselves.
0: Yeah, they're just fun.
1: They're so good.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> um So Dennis the Menace uh as far as critical consensus, uh 27% audience 38% or sorry, 27% critical. 38% audience. So they said with this one that it that it felt like a retread of Home Alone.
1: Mm, I don't really I can, agree with that. I can kind of see the aspect, but also think it's a bit of a stretch.
0: But yeah, I mean that's uh Yeah, that's the movie. I love it. So Yeah, 27% critical, 38% audience.
1: Oh, okay. All right, Mm -hmm. sorry. It's late. I'm tired. It's been a day.
0: That's okay. So,
2: Uh,
0: all right, now that we've discussed our thoughts on these films, let's see how they fared in the social media battle polls. Jess, give us the scoop. Oh,
1: my word, y'all. I was shocked
0: me too
1: oh my gosh so we got way more votes than our last one 28 of you voted which yep. makes us so happy that you're at least taking part in the poll um even you know we we would love for you to listen as well but glad you're taking part in the poll um you're here you know you're conversing with us kind of you're you're taking part i'll, I'll say that um, and the question for this short, like, two-day poll, because my life has just been a blur right now, mm-hmm. was, uh, which Menace Child movie do you like better? Problem Child versus Dennis the Menace. We had 28 votes. Problem Child came out at 53.6% over Dennis the Menace at 46.4%. Holy buckets! Like... I, I thought Dennis Men- Dennis the Menace was the popular one. Like I did not think probably how would get this many votes. Oh my gosh, y'all have made me so happy for for it to be a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. But but you love it. You really love it. Oh, you just you made me so happy, everybody. Mm. Um, okay,
0: okay, Sally Field.
1: um yeah and uh i already mentioned the um the uh comments on it um you know when geeks with shields asked if problem child wasn't he just a dick and i told him we would talk about it so no junior wasn't just a dick people were being dicks to him okay So, um, again, if you haven't watched this movie, I highly implore you to, um, I, I need to own it. It's so good. I want to say it's on Tubi right now. Um, It is. That and Problem Child 2. I mean, if you're going to watch one, you might as well watch the other. Um, but yeah, so (laughs) holy buckets, y'all voted, y'all made a great choice. Um, and I'm so happy. Um, I, I can't wait to see the next one. The next one I think is going to be a really tough one. Um, Mm -hmm. our next episode, since we've dropped down to two, uh, episodes a month. So we are currently doing childhood favorites, um, in September of 2021, because it's my birthday next week. Um, (laughs) so I, I kind of chose this month's theme. So, next week, or next uh, couple weeks, whenever this gets out, it is going to be Oliver and Company versus All Dogs Go to Heaven.
0: That reminds me, I have to buy a new box of tissues.
1: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. We
1: we have a three-pack uh, box, or three-box pack that... Um, they just brought up stairs, but might have to bring back down for mm. All Dogs Go to Heaven. I I own it. It is still in the cellophane. I have mm. not watched it since I was a kid. I'm a little nervous, too, because I really don't like crying. It gives me a headache. Um, and so I feel like we're going to go from very, very happy in all of the rocking songs and awesome story of Oliver the Cat. And Dodger and <laughs> all of their friends uh, mm-hmm. to, wasn't it Charlie in All Dogs Go to Heaven? Yep.
0: Charlie yeah. and um, Itchy.
1: Oh, Charlie and Itchy, I'm, oh no. Um, I'm going to be cuddling my dog for sure on that one. Yeah. So that was our Twitter poll. We put it up um, about a week before we record because we like the input. We don't just want to talk about what we like. We want to hear what you like. So, you know, that is on Twitter. And I do post on our Facebook as well, uh, at Fighting Films Pod, um, that we have a new poll up. Uh, Again, we have a Gmail if you don't feel like uh, sending out a message in front of everybody. And uh, we do have a Patreon if you want to show us some love, if you like our show, if you just like me or if you just like Stefan or if you just like Chris, it still goes to all of us. Um, Either way, thank you so much, Karen and Brant. Karen, I do hope you're feeling better. Um, And your name could be there, too. Because we love you, and we would love to say love your beautiful love. name. Um, you know, it starts at just a dollar, and you get to hear <laughs> uh, as long as these uh, as long as these lovely episodes are, you get to hear our random things we talk about before, during, and after the show. So mm-hmm. extra little bits about very random things. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that's, uh, that's that, um, yeah, just, uh, just keep those ears tuned, I guess.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. Well, uh, thank you for listening. This is Stefan.
1: This is Jess.
0: And until next time, let's keep those films fighting. Bye. And
1: don't model yourself after a serial killer.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
1: All trivia movie and actor references, unless otherwise stated, are from imdb.com. A huge thank you to Chris the Chippa Chipman for his editing talents and movie poster artwork.